Yes, good people, it's Francis here from Let's Do Humans podcast. This is just a quick announcement, just to encourage everybody here that's listening to our podcast right now, just to ensure that you subscribe and you follow us on all of the various platforms out there that produce podcasts, that's subscribing to us on YouTube, following us on iTunes and Spotify. I mean, follow us, make sure that you share our content and continue your support, that'll be greatly appreciated. That's Let's Do Humans, L-E-T-S-D-O-H-U-M-A-N-S, Let's Do Humans, one word. Appreciate all of your support. Stay blessed, good people. Boom, we're live and direct, man. Live and direct, baby. Yeah, nervous niggas now. What's the safety word? <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> Thailand. What, Thailand, yeah? Route 66. So what does Thailand mean? You know what, Tim? You should actually do a, a like a travel podcast. You think so? 100% yeah. I think you should. I think you've got, you got enough stories yeah. and I think you've got enough, enough pictures as well. And the thing is, you could say, oh, you or can... Or blog. Yeah, yeah. Now, the reason why I not say blog mm. is because I think... It, like You know when you're telling a story, you can't really tell it too much in words. When so, you so actually, how, like, should, how should you put it? Huh? How, should, how should you produce it? I mean? think like exactly like what we're, what we're doing now, mm. but having a conversation with someone mm. and then like just talk about the holidays and then then you convince them to like if you like got like drugs and that yeah. convince them why they should go to Thailand and go to this place because mm. this place is nuts. But if you want to go somewhere cheaper, mm. well, what's your budget? Okay, cool. Your budget's that? Okay. So like a, Let's go here. Like a review type of book. Yeah. yeah or just like sense. you could say, oh. Well, you've gone to exactly the same place as I have. <laughs> Fully from Deja as well. No, but you know the thing is, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people on YouTube and mm. um, on Facebook that do these like um, they, they basically live their life just traveling, and mm. then they're selling products whilst traveling. Mm. Whether they'll be like marketing training products, or whether they'll be like um, traveling brochure products mm. and stuff like that. So I think that's something similar that um, Imran's talking about. Yeah, but I'm just saying you'll be more relatable than these bronies. Yeah, maybe. maybe but I'm saying true. you don't have to go like go to all these places. You just got to show that you. You've been to these places. Talk or, about previous experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think visually it look better when you're actually there. Though. Yeah, mm. obviously, no, but you can't. You have to start from somewhere, innit? Mm. Maybe you start doing then, it then. And then, mm. a, and, then a, and then a company will yeah. just say, you know what, okay, cool. L- take a punt at this guy. You know, mm. see what he's saying. He's got the body, he's got the tats. Mm. So you're just pimping out too? Yeah, basically. But I think what, what the, the way people make money through that is through companies like yeah. advertising on yeah. their platforms. Mm. So when you've got a platform like that, then you, you're bound to get travel companies advertising mm. for you. And you're bound to get travel companies paying and sponsoring you to travel no, but, just so they can blog and review you know what you got, various you know, destinations. You know, you've got to be smart. I think, you know what people, I think you've got to do it reverse way. You've got to see that, okay, get a, get a niche market, like say, for example, contact some one airlines that you that you know just do a whole review on them but obviously they haven't paid you whatever whatever and just show them look this is what it's come up to you mm. know this is how many people have seen it and they know that you're you're going to be friendly with them mm. because you've already done a review on them mm. do you get me mm. and they'll be like okay let's let's try them again mm. let's see what it does so you're you're not doing it where they've paid you then you're doing a review doing a re- review of what you've already gone through mm-hmm. and what you've seen already I don't know so you're selling your old stories to them basically yeah mm-hmm. maybe he's booking a couple but, of holidays for next year and try and, w- and what you use and why you use it booking.com mm-hmm. 
your little little tricks and stuff like that. Man, I, I think. But if you was to pick a market or like an area in the world that you'd be specialising, where would that be? Oh, well, it has to be the Far East, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Um, yeah. Mm. It has to be. What East Asia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but you can like, I think you could twang. Is that when when we're all chilling in blacks? And we tell them the stories of Thailand that like they're twanged. They want to. Well, they they, they just book want it. someone's time to walk through it, innit? It's just like, yeah, show me, yeah, show so, me what it's like. Okay, um, what's that word? Vicariously. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, oh, wait, but I'm going to get moved to by uh, ladyboys in the club. <laughs> no, they're not allowed. Like, no, they're not even allowed. They're not even allowed, but you know. No, no. <laughs> do you get me? Them mm. kind of little, little, little mm. things. I, I, think, I think it'll work for you anyway. I think the concept is in like exposing it to people who wouldn't otherwise be exposed to certain areas. Yeah. But we've, we've kind of technically done that through our lives and through our travels anyway, exposing it to particular people in our area as well yeah I know but like that's what I'm saying mm. like if anyone when it comes to travelling they come to us right mm. do you get me and even when we're doing travelling we say oh Tim check it out even though mm. he does shit because Tim's the most reliable by the way <laughs> I see this is part of the whole <laughs> yeah you look sick take okay, cool. <laughs> another drink <laughs> no, really no that might be something I'll consider still yeah. just do it on a on a little part time basis mm. You don't need, I don't think you need it. all when this I, kind of setup because I think this takes too much time. But nowadays you can do stuff like this with just on your phone anyway. Yeah. You just turn your phone on yourself and then just edit it on like iMovies on your phone or whatever. I know people making sick videos on YouTube and then you find out that they're just done on their iPhone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? With no like additional equipment or whatever. So yeah, if, you have, I, if, yeah. if you haven't got the time, you can go on Fiverr and then you can just yeah. send them the raw thingy and then pay them like £10. Yeah. I won't lie, I signed out of technology years ago. Oh. You know, it's, it's like in terms of doing all this type of stuff. I signed out years ago, so yeah, I need I know, to just you bring my. But now you can bring yourself up to speed quickly, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah so cool. yeah, maybe it's something I'll start looking into. Actually, mm. no, definitely. When was the last holiday though? Last holiday is probably mm. in Brazil. Last proper holiday last proper in Brazil. Holiday. Yeah, yeah, last proper in Rio. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one of the best as well. One hundred percent, definitely, definitely. That in Thailand. Yeah, that in Thailand year one. Feel, <laughs> first year Thailand. First year Thailand. Honestly, I, f- I feel there's. I, obviously, I haven't been to every country in the world, mm. but mm. I don't think there's nowhere better than Thailand. Yeah, Thailand. Yeah. It's got everything. Mm. Thailand's where the heart is. You mm. know, it's, it's got everything you it's need. It's got culture, food. Mm. It's got adventure, nightlife, mm. day. You can mm. go with family. You can go with friends. You can go with wife. You can go with. Mm. Who, Exactly. I think the combination makes it perfect, man. It's just that ideal for like anything that you're after, really. But, exactly, and the opportunity cost, the, the the economic value of it, spending mm. like what you can get a decent flight for about five hundred pounds. Mm. You know, ten bar, you can get full. <laughs> what milk. was that rice meal? Was it like six bar or something? When I tell people, <laughs> exactly. yeah, just a fried rice meal. When I tell them that, okay, cool, what? Don't go to their mad restaurants. How many mm. bugs you can see here? Mm. The more bugs you can see, that's probably the best. <laughs> the, the best thing, it's you most, know, like the most legit one. Five bugs. Mm. That means yeah, 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 you're getting top-notch oh. stuff. <laughs> Plastic seats outside. Trust me. You know, throwaway spoons and forks and whatnot. You're good. That's quite cool though. It's all part of the experience, and I'm mm. glad we weren't bougie thinking that we have to go to like mm. those restaurants and stuff like but that. I think I think that's what most people miss Sometimes out. Sometimes you have to have the little so. bit of. No, yeah, sometimes you, sometimes you want to treat yourself, do you know what I mean? Go to Expensive experience fishes. one of those, um, they've got like the sky bars and whatever, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was like the second, third night or something. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, who, who wants to tell that story then? With the, with the expensive it, seafood, that Tim, that's Tim's story, because Tim's what I put a spirit. <laughs> what, what happened with the expensive seafood story? For- for me, it wasn't. It wasn't that though, innit? We all had. We all went out. We all went out late yeah. at night. What is it about? Two o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock yeah. in the morning or something. Mm. It was the end of the night. 
he told the cab driver, look, take us to a place nice. We need we need to eat. Yeah. What's open now? Take yeah. us somewhere to eat. So, of course, I've already got some juice in my system. Mm. We get there to eat now. Everybody's ordering food. And me, sometimes, you know, I do fall into that, um, the cliche <laughs> of Tim likes the nicer things. Mm. So I start ordering seafood. Mm. Unbeknowingly, they're doing it by the weight <laughs> and not by the price that's on the <laughs> on the menu. So I order some, what was it, a lobster or something? I think it was a lobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ordered a lobster. lobster as well, one of those big ones. <laughs> Man, let me pick the lobster as well. So mm. yeah, yeah, whatever one you want, you take it. All right, then, cool. <laughs> I was thinking, we have to start washing dishes, bro. Bro. Yeah. End of the day, we don't, we don't have the money on us because we left all of it in the club at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we, we had to go back to the hotel. Did we yeah. have to go back? Yeah, they yeah. followed us to the hotel, yeah. Serious? To get, yeah, yeah, to get money. Why did I not remember that? Bro, it was peak. We left all of our money in the club at that time. And I was, we were excited as well because it was like our first couple of days out mm-hmm. we were in Bangkok before we went to um, Phuket. So we were completely broke by the time we got to the place to eat. And then we ordered, we ordered by the way. And it came up to what, like 100 something odd pounds? No, but yeah, I, yeah, I ordered yeah. this fish. It was, it was normal price. It was just Tim's one. Yeah, but then combined, because we were meant to all pay together. You yeah. know what I mean? Because obviously we were riding out together. It wasn't just Tim on his own. <laughs> So Tim put us in it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I put I put my hands up to that one, but again, it's a it's a it's a it's learning lesson. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a learning. It's something lesson. that we can laugh about. Well, now we can, yeah. At the time, at the it's t- kind of serious. <laughs> to be honest, I don't actually remember fully like yeah. the, them following us or anything. No, no. The only thing I remember is taking a piss out of Tim. No, like, no. Nah. What's we, wrong we, with you? We got, yeah. the, we got in a taxi back to the hotel. We ran mm. upstairs to get there. And then we had to go back, or they came with us. No, they came, came with they us. Came so with they collected the money. They came with us. Yeah. The reason why I remember it, because I got a picture where we were sitting there eating and I remember having this striped um, polo top mm-hmm. and I had my glasses on and I took one of these mad trendy pictures of staring into the sky and everyone's just sitting by the table. Yeah, yeah, so I'll yeah. never ever forget that restaurant just because of that picture. I remember the restaurant, I remember exactly how we were sitting everything, mm. but I just don't remember the last bit of the story. I don't know why. Yeah, because yeah. you twisted us up. <laughs> <laughs> the money blinded you, bro. <laughs> Once you realised we had to pay Tim's seafood, by the way, yeah, then you forgot about everything else. Exactly. But like, that just reminded me, um, like... Um, Obviously, just before um, the, the turn of the year, I went to Ghana and um, <laughs> had the most amazing time ever. And the thing is, yeah, you know what? When you know when you go on holiday, mm. you always get this like renewed sense of like being. You're like, okay, like I'm I'm gonna go back and do my best now, so I can relive this moment. Mm-hmm. Because holiday puts you in a, in like this deep spiritual moment where you're you're just full of joy, you're full of bliss and everything, and you want to relive that. Mm-hmm. And you know, in order for you to relive that and to continuously relive that, you need to make money, you need to set up businesses, you need to get things rolling. So it's it's motivational. Holidays are motivational. So coming back from Ghana um, early Jan, I was like super gassed because I'd enjoyed myself in Ghana. Mm-hmm. I'd like splashed out. I'd had family. I'd done some business out there. Got a bit of land. Like, I was excited for the year. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. raw, like, this is 2019 going into... So, 2019 going into 2020. Thinking, that yeah, 2020 is going to be my year. You yeah, know the yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, everyone yeah, says yeah, at the yeah. start of the year? Super gassed, super charged up. I had so many plans, so many ideas. So then, um, I go back to the UK now, and this was, like, mid, late Jan. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. Like, I'm hearing something going on mm-hmm. over on the other side, over in Air's China, yeah. <laughs> over there. So I'm thinking, okay, it just put it just put my mind back a bit when we had like swine flu and mad cow mm-hmm. disease. I thought something's happening, but it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? This year is still going to be my year. Yeah, like yeah. I'm still going to take off. I'm still going to take over the year. I'm still going to do everything I'm going to do. All my plans are going to come into fruition. Come Feb now, things are starting to look a bit sticky because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're hearing that it's spreading and people are dying. So now I'm thinking, raw, like yeah. what's happening with this year? But I hope that it stays over there. Yeah, it doesn't come here, and at this time it hadn't yet. So then I think in mid-Feb, I took a little trip. I went, I went to, I went to um, Germany. So I took yeah. a little trip and that. 
like a little weekender. Came back and then like um, all of a sudden, like I'm starting to hear more word about like the spread of like COVID and and coronavirus. And then the word started coming out again that there's a serious like disease we can potentially take over the world. But this time I'm thinking, nah, like still going to the office and stuff like that. Nothing major is going to happen. It's mm. not going to hit us. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not going to hit us. That's my mindset at this stage. So now come March, um, I remember, I, I won't forget March because obviously March was my birthday. So mm. around like 4th of March, I went to get my, my haircut. Mm. Not knowing that that was going to be my last haircut for about five, <laughs> yeah. six months. Yeah. So I went and got my haircut because mm. I, was, I was going out. Shout out Coco Kill, my boys. So I went out to Coco Kill on, um, on Saturday the 7th. So when I, we had a great time. It was my birthday. It was lit. Like, I was lit. Everything was lit. It was a great time. Thinking, yeah, man, like, this year's still going to take off. Because now I'm in the zone again. Mm. I'm celebrating my birthday. Yeah, yeah. I'm hyped up again. I'm full of bliss. I'm thinking, yo, this year's going to pop off. I've got so many ideas. Things are happening. And then I think about, like... Um, 13th of March. It was the 13th, yeah. <laughs> Just before the 13th of March. Yeah, 13th of March. A, a lot happened, personally, as well. There was a loss in the family. A re- really yeah. deep loss. And then also now the pandemic is, is become a global thing. Yeah. Like it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like we're hearing everyone in Italy is dying. Like it, the world is, the Italy became the epicenter of the world at that moment of time. And then like it's spreading across the world. It's spreading absolutely everywhere. Now, like I'm getting worried thinking, oh, like this might not be my year. This might be the end of the year. Yeah, 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 <laughs> this yeah. might be the end of everyone's year completely. Mate, 2020 was just, I just wrote it off. I, I promise you. At, at what point did you write it off though? I don't think it's completely real, but at what point, like, during the whole, like, moment, did you think, oh, this year is, is, is a wrap? I've, I would say, after Feb, I kind of knew that, I had my little one in February, mm. um, and then after that, my world wasn't really, I wasn't really thinking of me about, about outside mm. world, if you, I was just thinking my own house, like, mm. my little one was born, Stuff like that. I didn't really think of anything else, and mm. and then I could, you know, when you can feel it, something, something big is about to happen. Yeah. Mm. And and then when it hit, I think again, like I said, just Feb, end of February, March, going into March, mm. and then I just, I got that feeling. I said, you know what? Write this year off. We we went into mm. lockdown in March, wasn't it? Yeah. Was Mid March. Yeah. Fifteenth or so. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's it's funny because you you. Everything that you just said, you hit a lot of areas mm. with that. So starting off in regards to like the holidays, I honestly don't understand people that don't take holidays. I understand where mm. people can't take a holiday. Yeah. I understand that. But people, if you've got the opportunity to, mm. um, holidays are reset, you know, mm. and especially mm. when you embed yourself in the culture and what's yeah. going on, because you get the opportunity not to focus on whatever priorities you've got going on home in terms of family responsibilities, job and whatnot. You can actually just let loose and actually be at one with yourself. Mm. So that in itself is, it's like a drug, you know, it's just like, okay, then yeah, this is how I want to feel. So when I go back home, it's going to redouble my efforts to allow me or afford me to live this type of lifestyle where I can feel like this all the time. Um, But exactly like you said, so um, coming to the end of the year, early in the year, hearing a couple of stories, what's going on in China. And I was very much in the same place. It's like when people are talking to me, I'm like, nah, man, that's, it's not us. It's China. Yeah. <laughs> you know? happening here. It's yeah. not us. It's China. And that's <laughs> the ignorance of um, privilege. Mm. Do you know, that's the ignorance of the out of sight, out of mind. Mm. You know, it's all the way in the far east. It ain't touching us. So honestly, we don't really care. Let's mm. get on with what we really need to do. Mm. When 
again, we should have a duty of care as a global community mm. to say, oh, there's something serious happening mm. elsewhere. But that's what we do. We're just like, mm. no, nah, I've got my own stuff to, yeah. you know to be dealing with. You know it's serious when McDonald's, KFC, the man are shutting <laughs> when down. When they shut down, exactly. When they shut down, yeah. it's like, okay. When major capitalist organisations yeah. like us These down. guys, they mm. won't shut down for nothing. Exactly. From time they shut down for that, I thought, okay. Mm. This shit is real. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's funny enough, though, because when people are saying that they've ri- written off the year mm. and people are saying, like, nah, it's been the complete opposite for me. Yeah. The last 18 months have been the most productive 18 months of my whole career. For real. Yeah. So it, w- within this time, I've had two promotions. Shit. You know, and I've something that I've been working so hard for, I've got to a place within my career where I'm really, really happy, I'm mm. successful, I'm being pr- profitable. He's buying bikes now for five bills. That's how you know he's successful, bro. That's how you know he's so I'm trying try to join the club today so I fit in more. You know, my face fits. Yeah. But, yeah, I've learned a lot about myself. Mm. Um, and especially the, within the lockdown as well. I was very much a person that likes to be in the office. Mm. I want to be in the office. I want to communicate with people. I want to engage with people. I want to get stuff done. But And I didn't think I could work from home as effectively as I did. Mm. But actually... I've been even more effective working at home and it's given me a lot of time for myself, mm. you know, where I have had the opportunity to start putting in place other plans, you know, past 2020, mm. you know, um, um, future business plans. So although things have been going essentially tits up mm. for most people in the world, then you can completely understand it. So what Tim's saying is, He's, his 2020 has been lit. Been, my 2020's no, been I, I can agree with him to a certain no, extent I, as well because my 2020, I feel like it's been the same as well in terms of like personal oh, so progression and, and development. It's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to be successful, you had another kid. Exactly. No, you know That's know a blessing what? in itself. Shut it. No, I'm just saying, mm. I think everything has its blessings. Mm. Like you get to spend time, like those mm. who are not working or who are working, you know, they got time to spend with their families, friends. Yeah. A little bit of soul searching, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know. It gets you can you get more critical, and you think, oh wait, imagine if something did happen to me, mm. you know. And then it you reflect on how you treat people, and you yeah. know the relationships you have with other people. Then maybe you might, you know, engage with people differently mm. than you were before. Because before, people, I think they were a bit more self centered. Yeah, mm-hmm. or probably still are. But I'm just saying. This happening, it kind of made. I think death and the fear of death puts things into perspective for people. Yeah. Like whenever you come close to like a near death situation, you're like, "Whoa, I nearly lost everything now." So like now I have to potentially do everything better because I could Mm. lose it again. And you've been through that that moment. Yeah. That's what we tell people. Like I'm, I've got this thing. Like you know, us we've done some extreme sports. We jumped Mm. off mountains and stuff like that. (laughs) And it's like whenever people ask me how, how could you do that you're mad you could have died I'm like you know when you actually come down when you land mm-hmm. so like in Brazil for instance when we're in paragliding the moment you land here that's when, that's when I feel most alive I don't know how you guys feel yeah, it's yeah, like you've gone through that barrier yo I ran and jumped off a flipping mountain do you know what I mean and I managed to land so now like there's nothing else to be scared of like you know you, you've put your life at risk I, already you I felt think that some, I think you said it like perfectly um, this was like sometimes I think oh what have we done? We're like 34 and what have we done? Mm. But then when you actually think about it, the things that we've done, mm. is actually quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Just like the time and even like the friendships and stuff like that and situations that we've been through all together. Yeah, 100%. I think that's... I think that's something crazy. It's, it's like when you, when you combine the stories, like have you ever sat there and pieced together all the stories, all the various things mm-hmm. that we've been through? 
and just for raw like there's people probably twice my age that haven't been through half the stuff we've been through because we actively went out and seeked it and i think one of the things that helped us grow was definitely holidaying and like yeah. putting ourselves in situations where we had to like engage with other people that weren't like us and when you come back you come back more no, mature you come I back more we, i see it. obviously where we're from and stuff like that i see it with a lot of the young ones mm. they were like us before we were like nah it's just life it's just for escape e7 that's <laughs> yeah. it yeah. nothing but for escape mm. do you get me repping it hard or whatever whatever mm. that's all it was and then afterwards it clicked for us that time do you remember when we all jumped into the car and we drove to the um is that about Primo or something? no 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 when we went to the estate agents oh your stage agents oh yeah okay yeah i was like no nah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna make this happen mm. so we was like I don't know, about seven of us jumped yeah, in one car. Yeah. But it, it, it was supposed to happen that way yeah. because initially we was going to go to the Caribbean, remember, like Mexico or somewhere. Mm. When was and it, it was yeah. by chance. We'll yeah, because it was in, well, it, first it was in the shop. Yeah. First holiday, was Caribbean. It, was in your shop, remember? No, I'm talking about our first ever Malia holiday. Oh, Malia, okay. But when Tony came. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, but the... I think that's when we started ex- expanding. Yeah. Brand, leaving okay. Europe. But you see, you see, there's, there's a... I think there was a, uh, there was a massive step change mm. in that. So when you look at those type of people that we grew up around and the people that sort of um, helped us navigate mm. the world at that time they weren't afforded those opportunities, you know? Yeah. They didn't know any better. Mm. So when we started proactively going out to seek these type of holidays, you take the first couple that we did go on, those party holidays, they were still sort of closed off, you yeah. know? They were you still within a tunnel. The same people, exactly, because yeah. even when you go there, you're seeing people from North London mm. that you know, South London, West London, mm. and still around that same sort of mentality. And you don't really have to change. You don't have to engage with the locals, mm. you know? But then after you start venturing out, where the English is not that good, you know, you haven't got great access to internet, mm. Wi-Fi, to um, phones and whatnot if you, um, if you need to go and whatnot. So you have to engage with them. You have to understand, actually, what is it that, sh- that you're serving me, you know? Mm. And through that, you get a greater appreciation for life. It's like, wow, these people are living this way fine, you know, and I have got this snobbish attitude about certain things um, about the way I live my life and whatnot but it gives you a much greater appreciation gives you a greater understanding mm. of where um, your values should lie mm. you know? I, I st- for me I think that was the biggest tipping point it was like I was like no we're going to do this we're going to go on holiday everyone just get your money together yeah. jump in the weeks and we're going to book it yeah, there yeah. and then and no, from then on, I don't think we look back. It's been like... No, we didn't look back, man. Mm. It's been nearly like two decades now, bro. It's, it's crazy. crazy. When I explained that to Even you, before man. that, even even before going on holiday, I even remember the first time I even went to a rave and I had to wear like a shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was too, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was a straight, all black wearing tracksuit, but my, my mind was quite creative anyway. I wanted to like step out of that, mm-hmm. but I needed someone to help me step out of that. Do you know what I mean? And I remember where we were going, the ministry, 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 ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was ministry of sound. And then I was like, oh, you have to put on a shirt and um, jeans. I think I had, you know, them fake iceberg jeans. They yeah, were grey ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I wore like one grey one. And was it, I don't know who gave me the shirt. Was it you or something? You probably took one of mine. Probably yeah, took yeah, one yeah. of your white shirts. But then to make sure, yeah, that like, combined it with my hood element, yeah, I put on the green jacket. You know, the big green army jacket. Yeah, yeah, the German, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But it's funny because going back to Tim's point about going on holiday and, um, and like engaging with like 
people in general, the locals, mm-hmm. and how that helps you grow. Also engaging with other people from outside of your vicinity exactly. is an essential part of growing as well. So, because the thing about Europe, when you're in Europe, as you said once again, we're dealing with people based in London, mm-hmm. we're dealing with North, West, South, um, East London, or whatever. But when you step out of Europe, now you're having to deal with Australians, you're having to deal with Canadians, Arabs, people from all across the globe, and you don't know who I'm talking about because I'm mentioning people that we actually came across. Yeah. And these these people bring different experiences to yeah. to your life, and they bring different um, caliber and characteristics of human beings to you. So you're having to learn how to engage with those exactly. people. And you learn to appreciate more when you do get back to London. Mm. So that's all a part of the growing process for me. Exactly, definitely. I think, and a critical thing there is like what you're learning from them is actually, I can do the same things that these people are doing. Mm. You know, and when you're ha- engaging with them and you're conversing, you're actually learning so much about yourself. So actually, what you've just told me is something that I'll be really really interested in doing. Yeah, Hence you know, going to jump off cliffs and doing mm. some paragliding <laughs> and, and, and whatnot. So uh, most definitely, most I, definitely. I would encourage everyone to do, I think it should be like essential. Like, part of curriculum, yeah. isn't it? To, to go out there and holiday. Because like holidays, they do, something, yeah. they do something different to your brain mm. and it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I can't even put into words like yeah. how, I think it, how... Someone, someone told me that obviously the, the mind is the mind like every part of your body is like a it's, it's a muscle that you can train you mm. know what I mean mm. and it's like if you're stuck in a, in in a particular like atmosphere or environment you're mm. only training your mind to be able to deal with what's within that sphere so mm. when you expand it out you're you're growing do you see what I mean and that's why it's essential to travel and that's why it's essential to meet people outside of your immediate environment because if you're there you're just going to be stuck in like an echo chamber of thoughts and ideas and everything is going to be the same you're just it's every, just circulating mm-hmm. it's like sitting in a car with the air con on exactly. it's just circulating air you're breathing mm-hmm. and you're not stepping out to get fresh air and that's what holiday does to you you're getting fresh air now you're getting introduced to new environments mm-hmm. but that's why it's important as someone who knows um, say this lightly knows better mm. um, it's important for you to engage with um, you know your younger community to ensure mm. that they are taking Maybe we do all the opportunities every that they can. We try you know? all the time, but exactly. sometimes it's really hard. I think the thought just goes to probably like Amsterdam or that's that. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Just, they're just so but narrow. But Amsterdam's basically London, though. I know, it? but it's, it's so yeah. narrow in terms mm. of like their thought process of where mm. to go. But that's the thing if you don't know better or if you're not being exposed to it or someone's. Because I think, honestly, they'll hard. be like us. Mm. They're not much different from us. They'll be mm. like, once after they've been, they had that taste and that experience for another yeah, land. You're hooked on it. Yeah. It, you're right. It's like a drug. You mm. always wanna, yeah. Always wanna go. Yeah. What What was your um, favorite experience on any of your holidays? Got so many. Experience. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Name one. If favorite it's not your experience. Favorite. You know. Mine has got to be full moon party first year. Yeah. That was insane. <laughs> full moon party first year. <laughs> 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 Why are you looking at me, Full moon party, yeah. First year was first year that was, was insane. That I, was, I can't, can't come in. I, I, I couldn't even. I can't say I couldn't yes. I can't say no. Yo, yeah. Full moon party, first year was immense, bro. That was no, yeah, that's definitely. That's a different yeah. beast. Yeah. Wait, was that the one where we didn't have a place to stay? We didn't. No, we it didn't was have a place. Twenty-four to stay. hour thing. Do, yeah. No, no. Do you know what's sick about full moon party? Yeah, let's just take back the full moon party. <laughs> let's just talk about the journey. Even there, forget mm. even the actual party itself. 
So full moon party. If those have been to Thailand, it's like you jump on a boat from. Um, well, we we didn't take the bus that time, did we? No, no, you have to. You have to get to. Oh, you, you have, have to get to the dock because yeah, it's on the other know. side no, of the we island, just, isn't it? We had to. Had to oh yeah, so bus. so from Phuket we took like about nine hour um, coach, right? Yeah. Um, and there was like they stopped, so they it's stop like a off, normal coach. Yeah. So they stop off at various towns and stuff. Mm-hmm. So during this whole journey, they're stopping off and they're picking people up and they drop people off. And the things are happening, like the people are bringing chickens on, people are bringing <laughs> babies, and other people are being forced off their seats. We thought this. Was no more that we had yeah, to do. Yeah. I was pretending to sleep most of the time because I, I did like I didn't want to give up my seat because I knew it was a mad long yeah, journey. Yeah. Who was it? I got forced to Moses. 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 Yeah. <laughs> he gave what, up his seat for, it, for, for you know a baby. What? Yeah. From that day, I knew that I, I wasn't a good guy. You knew that Moses <laughs> was a better man. No, no, no. Me. Honestly, I was ready to get up. You know me. Yeah, 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 that you offered. Yeah. I was ready to get up. Yeah, but mm. I think Moses got up first. Yeah, but yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> Because that journey was that, a trick. Yeah. Yo. So, so okay. So, we, we get on this mad long bus journey all the way to the dock. in, in was the northern part of the, um, the island. was the southern. Anyway, northern or southern yeah. part of the island. Mm, and then I we jump remember. on this massive, like, ferry boat. So, yeah. similar to the one that takes you from Dover to France. Yeah. And um, on this ferry boat now, like, that was the beginning of the party. Yeah, that yeah, was when it was popping up. Yeah, so we, we get there and then there's all sorts of people there. Like, we meet, like, there's Canadians, there's Americans there. And, like, everyone's just, like, young, wild and ready to have fun or whatever. So, we were on the boat and I think... I w- I w- was it me and you that went to offer to buy everyone Chang beers? Or yeah, we went to go get the Chang beers. Or yeah, we went to get yeah, Chang beers and then we come there now, and like, so can, you can imagine it, like everyone's just sitting down or whatever, just minding their own business and we're screaming Chang, 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 yeah, Chang, yeah. Chang and we started throwing beers to everyone, everyone starts getting waved and stuff and no, it was sick, it was definitely sick. So, what was it? And then there was like another guy that me, was it me and you that met him on the docks? Are you talking about a guy who's, he's a window cleaner? No, 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 he's, he's a, um, he does franking, fracking. Close. Fracking. No, 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 he does fracking. <laughs> Dang close for window cleaner. So he does fracking. So we met this wild... It's a weird job. Yeah, yeah. So but some... I, know, I know he was saying that he get, earns a lot of money. Yeah, he, he was doing fracking. So he yeah. was um, digging for like oil and stuff. Are you sure he wasn't a window cleaner? No, no, he was fracking, brother. No, no, he's got the window cleaner part from. <laughs> so he's, he's, from, um, he's from Canada, I think. Yeah. And he does fracking. And he's really young and he was earning at that time, yeah, like, he was only like 60k, but he yeah. only works for six months. Did he, yeah. did he get in our coach with us on the way there? Yeah, yeah, he got in our coach with us, yeah, 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 to the dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we met him as well there and he was telling us this was his first time out there, telling us some wild stories about ladyboys and yeah, that's, another, that madness, that's a story yeah, for yeah. another day. Yeah, so then we got on the boat. What was your experience like on the boat? I'm pretty sure I conked out though, halfway through, didn't you I? You conked out? Yeah, because I woke up and said, because you lot met some girls on the boat as well. Oh yeah, yeah, we you did, lot we on did, the balcony. Yeah, yeah, I was saying, wait, I conked out and nobody woke me up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the party was popping off and you didn't exactly. know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so, that's when we started the Chang song. Exactly. Mm. So by the time um, we docked and whatnot, ready to start, I there was so much euphoria inside mm. me. I had so much um, uh, anxiety as well. And, uh, yeah, mm. I was ready to go. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. And by the time... Because we got there quite kind of late as well. It was a four-day yeah. journey. Mm. And by the time we got there and we um, got to the main street, um, everybody was sort of raring to go. People yeah, were already getting, getting um, really um, lit up. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, people were face paints and whatnot. And yeah. people started heading down towards the beach. And the way my heart was pumping and my blood was pumping, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this <laughs> is it. No, and it's not even music we it's not even music we yeah. mess with, do you know what I mean? But I was in the zone. Yeah. You know, he's in the zone and you, you know get what? to the beach I, I and find, it's all over. I find like just looking back at it, if like if you look on the island from that view, like from the sky view, it's like it's like everyone from Thailand, like from Bangkok, 
they make their way down. Mm. Then everyone makes their way from Phuket. Yeah. Everyone makes their way from wherever for the full moon. Mm. And it's crazy, the, like, the migration of everyone and how you meet everyone mm. in one spot and then everyone does whatever they got to do and then they disband. Yeah. And that was the thing that was beautiful about it because yeah. we all disappeared from each other. Mm. You know, we all disappeared. And I remember meeting those Swedish, those mm. two Swedish girls yeah, with Swedish the boxing, girl, yeah. um, whatnot. And there were so many people we met along the way. Mm. It was amazing. <laughs> no, no, it was not. And the, the, the crazy part is as well, it's like, the, the thing about the, the full moon party, because it's so highly like, it, it's, it's highly obviously alcohol and drug field. Mm. So it's like, when, when you get there, you're, you're kind of stuck in this like warp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and it's only once everything is done, that you realise, wow, like, that was actually pretty wild. You know what yeah, I mean? Did you yeah, actually yeah. do the skipping rope with the fire? I did. Oh, you done, you done the skipping rope? You did yeah. it? No. I, no, I, 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 think, I think I stopped I, I, you from doing it. I was going to do it, but you didn't let me do you, it. Yeah, 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 I stopped you from yeah. doing it. I think I'd done the skipping rope the second Maybe year. Maybe I believed mm. in it. <laughs> you didn't believe in it. <laughs> I'd done it the second year. I love you, man. I, I was, I was in the right state. I was wave, bro. I wasn't in the right state to do it, bro. I yeah. fully remember someone tried to do it. I was like, no, no. Because then they had the slide as well. I think they had the slide with like the ring of fire around it. Mm. And then they had the nuts, like a um, group of Australians that were tackling each other. So you stand there. So they'll have a guy stand there and then you have like girls run up and charge and mm. rest, like rugby tackle you down on the ground in the sand. See, this is what I'm saying. This is insane. You, it's like, you don't know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what to expect at all. Yeah, no, it was nuts. When everyone man. says like, oh, um, what's the best party or, or what's the best event that you've been to with? It's like nothing I've heard anyone say that comes close to full moon. Nah, full moon party is ridiculous, man. It's, it's, I, it's like the, I like the carnival one. I was about to say no, that. No, no, I like yeah, the carnival, was, but I don't even think that I, was... I think it was a different vibe, though. Yeah. And I think we're more worried. I think the risk factor in Brazil is higher. Yeah. And you're a bit more alert. Even though you, it was calm, yeah, like yeah. we didn't experience nothing too mad. But because we're told so much, so much, I think our minds were constantly like thinking, oh, you have to be on guard, you have to be on guard. What's your money? What's your pocket? Exactly. Whilst in Thailand, the freedom of expression yeah. and everything is just there. You like, felt more safer. You felt right? safer. Mm. Definitely felt more safer. But Brazil was, was close in terms of like how lit the, the party was. Yeah. Brazil you know I mean? was a vibe. Brazil was, 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 was a vibe. It had a lot of culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least. No, Brazil was definitely a vibe, man. But I don't Do you know, I actually... Before I went even on, I've went on. I haven't even been on a honeymoon, and I went Brazil. Shout <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Oh yeah, straight after your wedding, didn't you? When did we go? When did we go to um, Brazil? It was on Feb. 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 What? Thirteenth, yeah. right? Yeah, around that time. No, yeah, yeah, was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Yeah, just before Valentine's Day. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, that was my uh, anniversary. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't lie, you're brave. But you got you got Brazil. your priorities right, bro. Huh? You got your priorities right, bro. Well, Shad still he goes. I can't believe this guy. Like yeah. you went, but it was obviously you know misses in it. She, <laughs> yeah. she was cool. She held it down. So, what, what what would you say is your like your of all the holidays we've been to all the various countries? What's your one favorite like situation or event that happened? Like, or what's what's the most interesting or the most fun or the maddest like one thing? One thing I love um, is. F okay, obviously like us lot being together. That's one mm, thing. Mm. Is that. Like, you know when we was it first year or second uh, was second year in it when mm. we decided that we were gonna go um, mm -hmm. Thailand in it for the uh, for the full moon when oh. Tim and Nasa already booked these, their tickets. Oh yeah, yeah, then we had to do that mad journey. Yeah, so we yeah. had that mad epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meeting a homeless person, yeah. doing that um, and bringing to, them to yours for Christmas dinner. 
But that's another story in yeah. itself, man. That's another and story. Then, <laughs> crazy. Doing oh. the was it on Christmas Day? When did we do the? We done it during Christmas, so Christmas Day, and then I think it went up to Boxing Day, twenty six or something. Yeah, and then mm. afterwards we f- then it was like, you know what? Let's just go. Let's just go. Yeah. F this, let's go. Mm. And that whole journey, like. Yeah, that was nuts. And it's how how long was that journey? For like two days, two three days, about to get to and Thailand. I was in the same clothes, like wearing Thailand, wearing hoodies, jumpers, jackets. Oh, the best people were in the bus and they're smelling, bro. And, and it was just that whole experience. It was just it. It's weird, but it mm. was just—it was funny at the same time. Yeah. It's a story like you can just tell your mm. kids, like you know what, I went through madness. Like mm. you wouldn't even believe it. Mm. That's why when there's like a little stop off, I'm like, yeah, it's light work. Light People work. don't understand why I'm so patient with certain things because like, yeah. yo, we've been yeah. through enough. Like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> enough waiting, and I'm like, yo, I've been through enough of this, man. It's light work. I don't know if I could pick one. You know, I've, there's it's so many that's happened. Malta, Malta was yeah. insane. Malta was sick. Malta, I love Malta. Malta was yeah. insane. Yeah. And that was before it became popular. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. I mean? that was what oh nine or oh eight was probably even. Yeah, before that even maybe. Yeah, that was insane. That was insane. Um, yeah. It was, it was before that because it before mm. we went to Japan and Japan. Japan was yeah, that was yeah. insane yeah, that as well. Was crazy. Japan was crazy. The technology just. Yeah, my favorite part of Malta though was um my when I batted everyone in Monopoly. That was my first time yeah. ever playing Monopoly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you have beginner's luck and you batted everyone. You start thinking you're like P Diddy out here. I was going. Mad. No, but my 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 chi was off though, innit? My chi sure was off that? because yeah. I had an argument before that. Oh yeah, 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 you know what real. I mean. It's then like, then that was the day I realized. Tim is a real G. <laughs> no one can say anything to me about Tim from that day on. Well, obviously, I, I ate my foot afterwards, did it? But yeah, yeah I've, I've learned pride, pride is, is not a thing you, you know, Put you should mess about way, with. I would have sold all you lot. <laughs> I would have first, you would have I, the first I would have slapped all you <laughs> Then I would have ducked out. Oh, wow. We, we we made up afterwards, though, innit? it? So it was worth it. It, it, it worked out. Everything worked what, out for it. What other play, What other things, though? What other? Um. Um. What what was that place called? Um. Was it Budapest? Budapest, Budapest was insane. Budapest. That was insane. Yeah, Budapest was sick. Yeah, Budapest no, I, sick. I messed with Budapest. The, the spring waters and uh, what was the one went on to the rooftop thing. Yeah, um, that that um. Spa and the rooftop, yeah. Innit? yeah, and then yeah. they had a party as well. Yeah, Berlin was alright as well. Yeah, Berlin was a good experience, man. <laughs> Do you know what was sick about Budapest? The, one of my favorite stories from Budapest was um, me and our boy N story. Yeah, obviously we can't mention certain man's name because he's not here. Like, mm. When we got kidnapped <laughs> and we, they tried to shake us for for like two or eight bucks <laughs> or something. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot all about that. Bro, oh my god, we got gosh. kidnapped by the by the. Eastern European Mafia. That was a mad, <laughs> mad, mad, mad day. So how do you even get yourself into these situations? It's, it's Explain always, it to us. It's, what always, it's always him, though, isn't it? I know. I, I, I always get into Chinese bad situations, mafia. and I don't know. How, yo, like with this one, it was crazy because we all had gone out. We went out. We mm. went to the strip. We went to like a, a club or whatever, and then everyone just disappeared. Yeah, baited him out. I'll edit it. N. <laughs> yeah. N was like, ah. Oh, um, Let's just jump in a taxi and um, ask them to take us on a tour around the, the city. Yeah. Like, was, I want to, I want to experience the town more, man. These are boring and it's getting late, but like, let's just go out there because I think it was like last night or something. Mm. So I was like, okay, cool, man. I roll with him in or whatever. Like, let's just go. So we jumped in the taxi and then he tells he tells the taxi driver, oh yeah, like just show us around like town and that, like mm. what's popping off. He's having like about three, four o'clock in the morning, so there's nothing really popping off. He's mm. driving us around, driving us around, and then he asks him, look, is there any like venues? Is there anything popping off that you can take us mm. to? 
So the guy drives us in his taxi. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll show you, I'll show you. He drives us to this alleyway now. And then he's like... That, <laughs> that, should, that should have been alarm bells, isn't it? That should have been alarm bell because it was like a dead end road. Boom, he drives to the end of it and it's like a narrow road. You know Eastern European mm. roads? So it's a narrow road. We get there now, boom. And then he's like, yeah, knock on that door. They're going to open the buzzer. And then you're going to walk downstairs and there's like a little club thing, mm. little vibe going on or whatever. So um, we get out of this taxi now. So we buzz the thing. Some hench, bald-headed, like Eastern yeah. European man opens the door now. It's like, what do you guys want? And then the taxi driver was like, yo, I brought them here. It's cool. Let them yeah, through. Yeah. So we go downstairs and obviously it's like, it's like a, it's like, slash a gentleman's club slash bar mm. thing going on. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. My man wants to chill. He wants to vibe. He still wants to hang around because yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's late and he, he wants to still enjoy himself. So we're at the bar minding our own business now. The hand does these uh, menus and inside the drink menu, everything costs mad money, mad peas. Like a beer was like about 20 pounds. Like, bottle of champers was, like, eight bills, two bags. Like, it was just an expensive, secret, high-end <laughs> bar slash gentleman's club. And the vibe is a bit dangerous in there. Everyone's looking at us funny, like, we're the only ethnics in there. Do you know what I mean? So everyone's looking at us wherever, wherever. So obviously, my man down with Enya, he's a bit like, yo, yo, yeah, it's popping off, wherever, wherever. So we're, we're looking at these menus, I'm thinking, yo. Drink for you. Huh? You? <laughs> yo, you? yo, let me tell you how it ended up that That's way. exactly so, what he's like, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's it. Do you know what I mean? For yes, you? yes. So everything... So I'm looking at this menu thinking, no, I can't afford anything. So I think I ordered a drink, which was like about eight pounds, like a standard yeah. drink or whatever. Ooh, uh. And then, um, the, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Then these two, la- these two women come up to us. Oh, how are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. Trying to flirt with us. But obviously they work in there, but we're kind of slightly waved. And we, we don't know, like, you know what I mean? We're not really clocked onto the game yeah, here. What's yeah, going yeah. on? So they come up, like, oh, you guys are right, man. Where are you guys from? Blah, blah, blah. So we're like conversating with them. And then... Um, and then N walks off with um, his one. They're around the corner talking or whatever. My one, I'm in the bar and this girl's trying to like get me to buy a drink. So I'm like, no, I'm not buying you a drink. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying you a drink. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. You know what I mean? It's not happening. I'm not buying you a drink. The drinks are mad expensive. I don't know where you came from. I'm not on it. Like, I'm, even, like, I'm not buying you a drink. So we're, we're chilling. And then the, the lady at the bar be like, yo, you're not going to buy the lady a drink. And she's trying to like put it on me. I'm like, no, I'm not buying her a drink. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's my last day, yeah? Like, I don't really have that much money left. I'm not buying this random girl a drink who's just coming up to me trying to massage my ego and gas me up at that. Mm. So like a couple of minutes that, a couple of minutes gone now, yeah? My boy is coming through. My boy N is walking towards me, yeah? So he's walking towards me, like smiling, very happy. And obviously just vibes in wherever there's music playing. Dude, and then I see, I see... Dude, I see the girl behind him, yeah, <laughs> holding two bottles of champs, two big bottles of champs, yeah. Ah, oh, snap. Yo, so she's holding two big bottles of champs, just smiling, hey, coming up to me, boom, boom, boom. Like, yo, it's they a bad like, mad lick. Yo, I'm thinking, so in my head, I'm thinking, wait, hold on. Who bought these two bottles? Because I'm looking at these bottles. And hey, it's sober up real quick. Yo, I, saw, I was like, yo, like, who bought these two so I, I was like to my man, yo, like, who bought these? Goes, oh, she, she just picked herself from the menu, so she's paying for it. That's what my man is saying now. And I'm like, yo, that's not how it works. These people are like saying, yo, you're paying for her drink. Do you know what I mean? Because now the bar ladies come up to him and be like, yeah, um, are you guys going to pay for these drinks now? Because we need to close. And I'm like, what drinks? I'm paying for my drink, which is about eight pounds. Mm. And the drink that that girl is holding, it's not ours. Not to do it. <laughs> it's not ours and that. She's like, nah, your friend boy. And I'm speaking to my man. He's like, no, nah, I didn't buy it. She just picked off the menu. And I was like, yo, bro, they pick off the menu. They get guys. They they order off your menu and then the bar will enforce you to pay for it, mm. pay for the girl's drink. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, no, I'm not paying for it. I didn't tell her to buy it. She just picked up the menu. I was like, bro, it's a hustle. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a, it's a full blown hustle. What are you on about? So now I'm arguing with him. The 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 bar lady who's also the manager is looking at me saying, yo, you you not go like pay now these the, the, yeah. the drinks for these two for these ladies 
or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not paying for it. I didn't, I didn't order for him. And she, he said he didn't order for her. She just ordered out the menu. He's like, that's not how it works. She ordered it on your behalf. So now you have to pay for this. And I think the, the drinks came up to about four bags or something. I forgot what it was. Probably like four, eight bags. It was crazy. I just remember just being a whole bunch of zeros, yeah, at the back of these drinks. So I'm thinking, no, I'm not paying for it. Like, I don't, I don't have the money and I'm definitely not paying for it. <laughs> so now we're arguing, arguing and my man is saying, oh, yeah, um, um, yeah, Fran, let's just fight them anyway. You, you do jujitsu. You, you bang this security guard. <laughs> I'll punch this the other one in the face, and we run out of here. Yeah? That sounds like you're hundred. And I'm like, yo, bro, it's not gonna happen. Do you know what I mean? There's no way this is gonna happen. Like we got like we got like about five hench here, yeah? Eastern Europeans. There's a main one here, yeah? one bald-headed chubby guy standing right behind us, saying, yeah, you lot got to pay for these drinks. I'm like, the time I throw the first punch here, yeah, the others would have killed us. Do you know so what wait, I mean? but he's putting you forward to fight them. On he's his putting behalf. me forward to fight. <laughs> On his book. Okay, he said you, you do jujitsu, so you go, do, you go and do him, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, he's probably gonna go go for the woman, not even for me, not even for the big guys and that. I'm like, yo, bro, this is it's not going down like that, man. Like, why did you do that? He goes, and he's still arguing with me, saying, nah, he didn't pick the drink. Mm. And I was like, yeah, but you had to be aware that it was a hustle. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They, they finessed us, and now they're trying to force us to pay for these drinks that we didn't drink. So I'm trying to negotiate with the lady now. Yeah, she's being mad aggressive. The manager, she's like, "No, no, 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 no. You have to pay. You have to pay, or else you're not leaving this club." And I'm like, "Yo, like, we don't have the money. I don't have like four bags on me. I'm not paying for. The, I'm not paying for these drinks." Mm. So I'm negotiating. He's still irate, arguing. I'm trying to calm him down because now we're we're in a dungeon, so we can't even escape if we <laughs> wanted to. We're in a dungeon, so even if you try to escape, we'll get done. And if you try to argue, we'll get done. So. I, I was like, I managed to negotiate with the lady. It was like, look, okay, we're going to go back to a hotel and get, get you the money. Mm -hmm. I knew we didn't have the money at the hotel, yeah, but yeah. for if we can get out of the vicinity, we can at least try and run or well, something. That's in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm negotiating, negotiating. Then she's like, okay, but only I can go. And I'm like, no, I can't leave my boy here. So like, he has to come and he knows where his money is. So both of us need to go. Negotiate, negotiate. And then the lady was like, yeah, okay, you two can go, but we have to take one of the security guard guys with us. And he's acting like he's got a strap or something. He's mm -hmm. like, he's handy. He's acting bare stiff, holding onto his suit, acting like he's about to do something. So we managed to, uh, after this is time though, I managed to like hustle, negotiate. So the security guard comes with us now. And as we get outside, our taxi driver was still there after all of this time and all this drama. So he must have heavily been involved. So we jumped in the taxi now. We drive to the hotel and the guy saying, um, my boy can't come out of the car. My boy Ed can't come out of the car. And I was like, yo, I need him to go upstairs to get the money away. If I'm negotiating, arguing with him, blah, blah, blah. Finally, he let him out of the car. And then um, the taxi driver came out to like oversee, make sure that we go and get the money or whatever. So we come out, um, we're with the taxi driver in the, um, in the reception bit of the hotel. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm going to go upstairs, get the money, boom, 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 then you go and give it to my man. But the taxi driver is calm now. He's mm. not really like too irate or whatever. So we go upstairs, but we only got the taxi fee. I only went and got the taxi fee, and I was like, yo, give them this, and uh, this is for you, this is your taxi fee. Told the guy, like, yo, <laughs> we ain't paying for the thing. Yeah. And luckily for us, the hotel was big, and we're leaving the day after. Mm -hmm. So we went up to the, um, to the lift, boom, went to our room, and never saw them again. Mad. <laughs> Man, anything could have happened to us that day. So imagine they were just waiting in the morning. Yo, when you, uh, you know they'll be dead as well. All, all, all of you were upstairs in your rooms minding your own business, bro. So everyone could have got it, bro. How do you get yourself in these predicaments? Mm. <coughs> no, man. It's, it's, it's always the same. Exactly, it's always the same. It's too mad, man. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm not surprised at him because that's what he's like. <laughs> he has half a drink, you know, and he gets into his, he gets into his vibes like, nah, let's pay for the club. <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you, know, you, 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 everybody, you know what I mean? <laughs> and these hey, times you, you want to do it in a dungeon in the middle of nowhere. No, nah, 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 it's nah. mad, man. It's all part of the experience, though, isn't it? You're yeah, right yeah. now. Well, we survived it, man. We made it, <laughs> but that's definitely one of my maddest stories, though, man. But apart from that, everything else has been like 
kind of surreal and like amazing in his own sense. Mm. Every experience has been amazing. Even the second year of Thai and everything else. We could be in a shithole place. Um, it makes out of it. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's that's that, mm. that's the beauty of it. We could be anywhere, like you yeah. name it. We've been there, or we can go somewhere and still make a good time of it. Mm. And that's I think yeah, that's definitely. amazing. And so when you got very um, when you got like-minded people, chill people that want to enjoy, you know, want to experience. The squad has to be sharp. That's though, the best it? thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because sometimes you know you always have that one person in the squad that don't want to participate or is always pessimistic about everything you know what i mean mm. and just bring the vibe down but when everybody's on it everybody's ready to engage and try something new that's that's the best thing 20 years probably like 20 something years solid isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. even from school we was going um we went paris oh yeah we got, oh, yeah. got that picture yeah that's true you know now definitely man holidays are definitely like a major part of growing up and that's that's one thing i look forward to like when i have kids eventually like just to let them explore the world from young mm. do you know what i mean because obviously we we started it yeah we started young as well yeah. considerably but it's like i think the younger you started the more your mind opens up at a quicker and earlier age where you're able to like soak it up even more and then... man i'm just waiting for lockdown to finish we're booking holidays <laughs> Yeah, do you know that that brings us back, man, to like <laughs> this whole lockdown situation. I think that's all I'm waiting for. Mm, Let mm. it all settle down and book a holiday, man. Yeah, but how you guys been coping during like lockdown? Like in general, like mindset wise, and if I be totally honest, I've been I've been I've been cool because mm. of the nature of my job. Mm. I've been working more than I usually do. Mm. Not to say that I don't work hard in the first place, but <laughs> yeah. I, you know, working to the point where it's seven days a week for the first like couple of weeks, mm. and then, um, and a lot of the times it's from eight a.m. in the morning. It's my first meeting, mm. and my last meeting's usually about um, eight thirty, nine thirty at night. Mm. Um, so, I've I've been fine, and luckily I've got a good support system. You know, my siblings always hooking me up with food so they yeah, see your snacks yeah, when you're living bro <laughs> they they pattern me with food for a mm. whole week and i'm live you know mm. so i don't really need to do lots of takeaways i don't really need to go out yeah um and luckily where i work i've got a conservatory so i'm looking i've got the garden behind me got the doors open it so i'm on, blessed big boy in that. <laughs> so it's all right <laughs> but I was, that's one thing i was looking forward to this year as well before the lockdown was like the barbecue of yours man yeah like, so we're still gonna turn up we still yeah, got some time yeah uh, we well, we meant to have a barbecue of yours as well, isn't it? Bro, I'm ready anytime. You, you ready know, for the barbecue? Yeah. Oh my God, that's ready, bro. AstroTurf, everything. Put something off next month, next week even. Whenever you're yeah. ready, bro, I yeah. say do it. But it's, it's, it's weird times because obviously right now we're doing like a lot of reminiscing as well, but it's like, at, at the moment we're in a state where the whole world is in like such a weird place, do you mm. know what I mean? It's, like, it's something that we've never experienced before in terms of like everyone being under lockdown, everyone being... A part of this pandemic that's like I think it's hard through. to it's probably how we're feeling right now and we're talking how we're feeling right now but obviously mm. there's some sad bits of it there's mm. some happy bits of it there's there's a there's a mood for everything do you, mm. do you understand mm. so I wouldn't say it's just like all being hunky-dory mm. but more or less it's been fine in terms of being isolated because obviously I well with me I've got a young family mm. so Noah's two and a half, mm. my little one, she's only like four months. So just before mm. the lockdown happened, that's when we had her. So my time was mainly playing with them. And you know how my son is, he, mm. he's hilarious. He's active, yeah. Yeah, so I'm always doing stuff with him, playing in the garden, water fights. Mm. It's constant with him. So I've not really felt not going out or whatever. My yeah. world's there. Mm. Everything mm. I want is there. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm not really. Uh, the only thing is obviously not seeing it, seeing the mandem. <laughs> that's it. Mm. But obviously we still get to see each other here and there. Mm. But other than that, I don't. Well, technically, this is my first time seeing Tim since the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen, seen, seen you since lockdown. I've seen you once when I came over to the barbecue and the bits. and uh, yeah. For me, like, in, in particular, I mean, my life has always been at home anyway. Like, I work you're out in Essex, that's why. Well, yeah, I'm, if, out, I'm out in the if, middle of nowhere. If, if you were in for escape, <laughs> yeah. you would have been at mine more. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, see? You probably would have spent lockdown at mine. <laughs> well, I've been eating at everyone's house and that. But the thing is, for me, it's like, because... My family's quite close, mm. so my family lives like about fifteen minutes drive away, and also I'm used to working from home and doing everything from mm. home, so I haven't really felt it. But the only thing that I feel is like when you feel your your when when is law when is legislated that mm. you can't do something, you can't do it, yeah, and then you don't have access to certain things that you would want to do otherwise, like go out to certain places, mm. certain bars, restaurants, whatever. Then it becomes an issue. Then you start thinking about it more than usual. But I've been there's been times where I've been at home like five months straight and the only place I've gone is either to see like the boys or gone to like one or two odd restaurants within mm-hmm. that period of time and didn't bother me mm-hmm. but now that it's legislated you start thinking about it more do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. whenever something is put out in the public domain then that becomes the centre of your, your thinking yeah. do you know what I mean but I struggled the first month probably because I was like twitching I want to do something like I'm just just me in my bed and then my sofa but after mm-hmm. I got I got accustomed to it and it, it became a part of my routine because I developed a routine now and then mm. I just forgot about the yeah, fact that I think, I think that's part of the subconscious, isn't it? And, um, Someone I, tells I, you you can't do something and yeah, you're like, I want to do it. You, you, <laughs> you can't it's have like, that chocolate. You it, know, yeah. I'm going to put it right in front of you. You can't have what it. What I don't get you is know, like... So the, it, it does play with your mind The people like, who mm. don't do jogging, they don't do nothing. Like, Everyone started jogging. You know, bro, come on, bro. You don't do it. And then you just see them out on road and you're thinking like only because now you couldn't do it. It's mm. taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Now you want to do it. Yeah. Do you get me? And there was a lot of that going on, like mm. people riding their bikes. Definitely. But I think I think it's provided a great opportunity for community. Mm. I think I think there's there's shown a great element of kindness in humanity, um, especially in my neighbourhood. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, I've got. I know I'm quite proactive in just checking on a couple of my neighbours that are elderly. You know, you need anything mm. from the shops, holler at me. But a lot of my neighbours, you know, are doing little bits for me. It's just like, oh, we was just out of the shops. We just thought we'd just get you a couple of bottles of water oh, just in real? case, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's brilliant. And definitely, like, my mum belling me up. She's telling me, oh, neighbours keep bringing her stuff. And and these are different neighbours, you know. Mm. It's like, oh, wheels out, we just got you some fruit. Oh, wheels out, we just got you some water just mm. in case you need anything, you need anything else. So I think this is a great um, opportunity. Although it's come from something that's um, really, really Bad. terrible. Yeah. yeah. This is a great opportunity to actually... And reposition ourselves as a global community mm. and reestablish actually what's actually important in life, mm. you know, and that is um, ensuring we're safe, ensuring that everybody has, you know, um, and has the opportunity to mm. experience life to the fullest. You know, I think you guys will probably notice it probably a bit more because you like, live local and then you moved out, mm. but where I'm still in Fingy. For me, still in the hood. Like, <laughs> where I'm still in the hood, everything feels the same. Yeah, everyone's no still out about, yeah, the block. I walk outside my house, everyone's out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Kicking ball, or <laughs> yeah. talking shit yeah. about football. Yeah. When so you still got access on. to like, yeah, to, like groups, uh, like yeah. maybe groups of people so just I, hanging around. I just have to look over my like over my garden. Yeah, mandem's there. You can yeah. talk to them. Quick banter, go back in. Yeah, so. I probably haven't felt it as much as probably you guys mm. or I don't know we probably have different experiences yeah, yeah I, I don't know like, luckily, luckily I don't mind being alone anyway I can chill by myself 
for for ages. And it's a good thing um, that we've got things like Netflix and Disney Plus and all these things now. I've got <laughs> yeah. everything on there now. Yeah. So just watching stuff back to back, yeah. you know, so I, I won't lie, I've been blessed. And you find yourself watching stuff that you wouldn't have naturally watched anyway and then finding them interesting. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching some good movies and a good series recently, man. Mm. Now, I think I banged out a lot of the stuff initially because during the lockdown, we went through many phases because initially there was all the hype about like um, House Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Where, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when it first started, everyone gravitated towards somewhere where like we could all like communicate because we thought, oh my gosh, we might lose communication with people, we might lose like physical um, touch, or whatever. So everyone just swarmed onto house party. Mm-hmm. But then that died so quick because uh, I think one of the things that probably killed house party was it, it, I think that it, it got killed by his own design mm-hmm. because yeah, it was fun having random strangers being able to jump into your chats. But that was and the same also, killing point. Yeah, and also seeing who's locked in a room together. Because now you've got people seeing their boyfriends or their girlfriends in rooms huh? with other girls and they're not, even, huh? they're not there. So exactly. then the mind starts playing. It's, it's, too, it's too invasive. Because mm-hmm. I, um, I was speaking to our boy Bo um, the other day and he was like, he was in a group once and there was just a whole bunch of mixed group, random people, girls, guys, whatever. And then um, a guy jumped in and he saw his girlfriend in the group. And he's like, yo, where are these men from? Who are these men in the yeah, group? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this guy's insecurity made him flip out thinking his girlfriend is stuck in a room with a whole bunch of guys. Even though they're talking, it could be banned, they could be playing games, but the mind starts playing. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? And he's able to jump into this group because of the design of the thing. So that's what probably killed off because people are thinking, right, now this is causing way too many problems than, mm. than it's worth. Do you know that's, what I mean? I think, to be honest, that's the best thing about it and that's the worst thing about it. Yeah. yeah. So the best thing is you're just talking to random people yeah. and the bad thing is you're talking <laughs> to random, random people. Because yeah. like, you, sometimes you just want to talk to your friends and then after some mm. next random person jumps into the conference, you're like, fuck that, what are you doing yeah, in this yeah, conversation? Yeah, yeah. Do you get yeah. me? But then sometimes it's like, it's something different. Mm. Another person... You get yeah, it? they're bringing a different element yeah. to it as well. Yeah, it's all fun and games, man. But then the thing is, is like when if you're in a relationship or whatever, it can cause a lot of insecurities. Because where I realize insecurities are popping off is when you see things trending on Twitter. So, for instance, on Twitter, people are like, "Oh my gosh, um, I saw my boyfriend in a group." Blah blah blah. Like yeah. when you start seeing memes like that, yeah, that's when you know that things are actively happening within the culture that's affecting people in that particular way. Yeah. Because I started seeing a lot of memes about oh when you're like you see an angry face and then it's like when you see your girlfriend locked in a room with two guys you know mm. what i mean so the, the, the thing about the thing about um social media and whatnot it's a it's a young person's game in it mm. <clears throat> do you know what i mean and when you start talking about um extremely personal things again that's a young person's mentality to do yeah. that to, you know, to do it openly mm. you know you discuss with your friends you discuss with your family and, uh, and whatnot but to be putting it out there it's just like yo i don't like men for this reason mm. or this women talk nonsense for this or mm. whatever it may be um that is very much a young person's game and what happens is when you're not completely comfortable within yourself com- comfortable within your relationship and you're going out looking for answers on social media yeah. you're only going to come up with you know it's, it's a one-way street you yeah. know so it's going to start um putting ideas in your mind mm. and then you're going to be questioning things that uh, you, not even that deep you know mm. my thoughts you know? on social media i think it's the devil's word yeah, you, you don't even do social yeah. media i don't do social media <laughs> What I think about social media now in particular that I'm looking at from like a more analytical point of view is that I don't think we're built for it or we're not ready for it. Like biologically and genetically, I don't think we're, we're ready for it. Like that level of communication with so many people having access to you so and having invasive. opinions on you yeah. and about you because 
if you look at science, science tells us that what we, we can have about 150 relationships mm-hmm. max. Mm-hmm. So that's like we can take 150 criticisms, 150 comments about, oh, yeah, well, I like your trim today. As you can see, certain people got trims and that to the podcast. <laughs> and didn't tell us. And didn't tell us, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we can handle 150. But now on social media, you got 150 million people that can potentially access you. Mm-hmm. These are people that don't know you because... Like, someone can make a bad comment about you, but that person in real life wouldn't say, oh, yeah, oh, your top is dead, or oh, look at your dead trim, or whatever, mm. or, like, you're, you're, you're ugly. So most people won't come up to your face. I, I don't remember the last time someone came up to my face and told me, yo, oh, you're clapped. <laughs> you see what I mean? But I'm, but I'm sure on social media, it would be easy for some little dweeb to be the, yo, be like, yo, yeah, you're but clapped, then, bro. Like, but that's, that's, that's again, it's, that's the gift and the curse, to, curse of it, isn't it? Mm. It's just like... Social media is actually amazing for what it's done for for yeah. mm, um, mm. countries that are either underdeveloped yeah. or you know haven't had access to certain things that the Western world has mm. or other countries have. Hundred percent. But then it also opens up the arena for things like criticism. Yeah. And what we've done. I just, um, I just think the I think that the youth uh, I think the young people of today they should be banned from it. Man. But that's Honestly, the thing. It's like what you get one. I think you get, it's so. You get the young much, people I that think do it's so, it. I think it's so unhealthy, like literally to the point where people committing suicide, they mm. have but body it, dysmorphia. But that's the thing, you can't, you so can't, many you can't really police it, can you? You, you can't, can't police it. Can't. And that's the thing. It's like, so they do all these uh, mini cultures, mm. you know, i.e. cancel culture, mm. you know what I mean? And they glorify things like, oh, actually, it's, it's like a normal thing. People know it's like, yeah, I'm going to make a fake account. I'm going to mm. go on Francis, mm. you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, and say, yeah. Something negative. You say something mm. negative negative mm. about you. Do you know what I mean? For no other reason but, than they can. Yeah. Do you know? Not. They probably don't yeah. even really care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's just like, no, yeah. I'm gonna find a couple of people. Yeah. Oh Francis, he looks like he's popping off at the moment. Yeah. I'm gonna say something bad. Yeah. Oh, um, you know, whatever. Mm. Go on a whole bunch of drill artists or their favourite rapper mm. or their favourite pop artist or movie star. That's why I say that's a couple of things he, and pop off, but he, it's been glorified. That's why I think you should pay us for coming on here. <laughs> you're lucky I'm even here do you know what yeah so what Tim was saying I, I realised something that we probably should stop doing is that so for instance um, I've been so if you follow Ian Wright on social media he mm. gets a lot of racial abuse from mm. some random little yeah. white kid in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. like he gets a lot of racial abuse like oh yeah you monkey you this you that mm-hmm. you nigga you nigga whatever whatever and I get it I get that he highlights it mm-hmm. he, 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 li- he likes posting those people's um um the handles on his thing and be like yo this is the abuse i got but i think one of the dangers is with social media whether you give someone good or bad um platforms you're still giving them a platform, platform a major yeah. platform maybe if you was to attack them by contacting the actual social media platform and then if you want to post they make people aware post the comments but don't post the person's handle because there's one little kid in the middle of nowhere mm. i think he's from ireland or somewhere that abused ian Wright. this kid had only a thousand um, followers on his instagram mm. When he abused Ian Wright and Ian Wright put the guy's um, social handles on, within a couple of days, he had 26,000 mm-hmm. followers on his Instagram. And guess what he done with that? He, he tried to play a small and be like, I'm going to release an apology video soon. So then people are more engaged because now we want to know what you said about Ian Wright and exactly. why you said it. Mm-hmm. So Ian Wright inadvertently had given this guy a major platform to work with. Exactly. And if the guy was clever enough, he can twist that to his own benefit. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Whilst me on the other hand, if I have Ian Wright's platform... I'll expose the dude in terms of what he put, but then I'll attack him privately because I realise that people can use negative 
feedback also to fuel their own personal careers exactly. or brand yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it but is. That's 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 what we all want to see, though, isn't it? Mm. That's that's what we're all interested by. 100%. What happened with the Kardashians? What happened with your favorite rapper, your favorite movie yeah, star? And are, regardless if it's good mm. or bad, we just want to know. That's the thing is we're we're part of the problem, isn't it? We are, but yeah. it's a societal we, thing, though. Because we want to know. Yeah. but that's why I think we're not we're not what? we're not ready for it. We're not built for it because. Like, I get it, it does great for businesses, it does great for brands, it does great, but in terms of the, that level of communication, that level of criticism and attack, like, do, uh, is everyone completely built to take that on? Do you know what I mean? Personally, most people aren't. No, just like... I wouldn't feel comfortable with my friend, children. I, 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 I would say that mm. 99% of people are not. It yeah. don't matter how hard you are. Take the, the toughest person, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or mm. something. You know, whoever, hard men or whatever, mm. biggest road man, you take them. Nobody likes being criticised mm. because the way we're biologically made is to protect ourselves. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you take a, you take a look at uh, Maslow's, I know I bring it up a lot, mm. Maslow's theory. Yeah. yeah. Maslow's hierarchy. hierarchy. Yeah. And right at the base of it, um, near the base of it is the need to belong to a group. Mm. We want to be liked. We need to feel that love. Mm. We want to um, fit in. Mm. So if someone's um, identifying an issue with us, they're critiquing us to say that, look, Tim, you don't look good. Mm. Tim, like you're not that great, you know, or how you speak, how you dress, whatever it may be. At some point, that's going to tick. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be like, nah, I'm going to respond now. That's mm. I'm, I'm going to defend myself because that's what our bodies, that's what our minds naturally do. Do mm. you know what I mean? We defend ourselves. So I guarantee, my personal opinion, there is nobody in this world that is, you know, um, impenetrable mm. to, to being affected. Mm. Something like that. I think... Weird. And it definitely depends on who is doing it to you as well. Because if you regard the person as an equal yeah. and they're doing it to you... I think WhatsApp groups more. are doing the same thing now. You think so? Yeah, but on a lower level, lower scale. But I find it hard to be more critical in WhatsApp group. Not not hard, but it's like it's different because most WhatsApp groups is usually a circle of people that you trust, friends or yeah. family or whatever. So it's a bit different. While social media is just open. Yeah, you know but what that's mean? what I'm unless saying, you're part of like an open WhatsApp no, but group. That's not, I don't know if there is such a thing as an open WhatsApp group. But I'm just saying mm. it's a lower level because like if you see in uh, most WhatsApp group. How many people go in and out, get chucked out, come in, mm. throw a BF, they've gone, then mm. they came back in? Do you understand? <laughs> mm. So I just think it's like a slightly, I would, I'll say it's 0.5% of yeah. what's happening it's, on the social it's media. It's just a bit smaller version, but social media is definitely different. It's, and yeah. when you're talking about like not wanting to put your kids on, one thing I find creepy is people that like kind of like indirectly pimp out their kids yeah. do you know what I mean like people that got big followings and then all of a sudden when they have their baby then the next day the baby has a has yeah. a Instagram page with 100,000 followers and they're writing I love my mommy and this kid is like three months old yeah like I, it's weird man I find, I find that insane and that's where we've got, got to um, and I think it's um, and I, I say this I say this lightly but this is very much American culture mm. you know bigger bigger is better we want more 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 yeah. and do whatever it is no, but, to get money because it's a bit of the American gene yeah. isn't it so we sort of um, taken on that given social media everybody can see what's happening mm. now yeah. so people are just like yeah that is another opportunity let me put my kid out there because mm. I've already got a decent amount of followings there's a whole bunch of weirdos that are going to mm. go follow a kid's page mm. Do you know, why are you going to go look at a kid's page for? yo you're going to sit there a kid on the track I, I don't get it I don't know I want someone to explain it to me because I don't get it like I think yeah it's cute if you, you're taking a family but picture you, or whatever but a dedicated page yeah, I think no, it's in a world you know, full of you know like creeps you know what it is? What these people do, it's, it's a business move. Mm. That's what it is. It's no, not... If you're talking, I'm just stretching out my wedgie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think personally, it's just a it's just a business move. Mm-hmm. That's all all they're doing. It's just a business move. It's not nothing else. It's not that they don't love their kids. They probably do love their kids. Who doesn't? Some people may or some, I don't know, yeah. but majority of the times they do. But it's just a business move. They're gonna make more money, and that's that's yeah, what they think. But they don't understand. They don't understand the de- the detriment that it's gonna cause mm. for that child. Like I'm not gonna lie. I've um, I've had people come up to me like not come up to me but I've known them they've worked for like big brands and they've said to me like oh um put your kids on social yeah you know they're saying that oh modeling for for your child and I and I was like to be honest I don't feel comfortable like yeah, yeah. do you get me as don't much as as much as I think wait this is like Gucci or this is like <laughs> this guy's a photographer Gucci like mm. do you get me and I was like I had to think about it because I thought no nah, man I don't need the money like that do you get yeah, me? You but see, I think sometimes is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? I think it's 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 a good thing if they get into something because it it can help them get confidence and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think it's a bad thing because it opens them up to be more it's, aware of their body and scrutiny and, and scrutiny and you can't even handle handle as adults. That's the truth yeah. of the matter. You can't handle scrutiny as adults. So imagine a kid and you're and you're putting. So basically, what happens is it's almost like the Truman Show. So. The way I see it, because if you look at the, um, so would you do it? No, hundred percent. No, is it no, not not my child? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So not what, my child. What age would you say to them? Okay. I think I think whenever they, well, I don't know when they hit secondary school or something in the one in Instagram page, then they can do their own thing. But before that, I'm not I'm not gonna make create a page for my child. No. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there with my missus and be like, oh, by the way, our child is cute. So let's do this and take yeah. all these pictures and pull these weird captions. But see, that, you know that's I mean? that's exactly what it is. You see, when you start doing things based on so one, you're basically because when you're looking at these, you're looking at all these pages. You could take your favorite footballer, favorite um, what they call reality TV star. You don't really know who they are. Mm. Like you say, it's a it's a business thing. They're putting up exactly what they feel that you like. You mm. know, if I went on to. Big Brother or something or what? What are these things? The the beach one, X on the beach or something exactly. like that. It's just like I'm playing. I'm playing a role. Mm. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? And I'm gonna keep up that. Um, Babies are the new thing. I'm, exactly. I'm gonna keep up that identity as long as it's paying me to. Do you know? Mm. So if you're going to bring your child into that type of world where okay, then cool. Nobody knows who your child is, but you're getting bare likes mm. be, because <laughs> you're my child or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And then they're gonna grow up. Like it's like a crack baby, do you know what yeah. I mean? Fiending for that because it's like, no, wait, why am I getting? Attention. Why am I not getting likes? Mm. Do you know, I should, I should be getting likes. And if you go and do the same thing, said, so, yeah, go do some modelling. It's like, wait, actually, what's my worth? Mm. Is all my worth is the way I look? Do you know, to take pictures, and that's what they're going to be basing it off. What you need to, I think, what you need to do, do you know, I don't think there's a no, right way to bring I, up I, a kid, but there's a wrong way, you know. Mm. So what you need to do is actually build up their confidence from the start. They can, you can take them to play dates, you can take them to gymnastics or do some yeah. jiu-jitsu, you know, some some what what do they call it, grapple training or yeah. whatever when they're young to build up their confidence. That's real confidence. And then yeah. after, when they get older <laughs> and they feel that they can engage more, they can protect themselves more, do you know, then you give them the option. Okay, it's up mm. to you. It's your choice. Mm. But to actively put them out there, I, I think I think that's um, reckless. <laughs> You're about to say something. Isn't it? <laughs> no, I was just I was just saying. For me, look, I personally I can't see I can't see myself doing it because it's not. It's like I love my child mm. to bits. Like I just want to protect him. I want to mm. just like you know, you know, always you know from anything negative, mm. but. And the same thing, I, I, I think 
the parents that are doing it, what is their thinking? And I was thinking, like, yeah, it is a bit of it's money motivated, but I actually some because I've actually spoke to someone who's um, I think the the child is a is a model. So I had a conversation and I, and I said to him, like. I, I feel personally, I feel uneasy because mm. as soon as I got the the guy I met with told me about the Gucci stuff mm. and I was like, it made me think. And then afterwards, but then I was like, no, nah, no, nah, the protective element, the dad element came, no, 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 scrap that. But then afterwards, I spoke to another guy mm. and he was like, no, nah, man, it's, I thought like that too. But mm. now they have their own separate like accounts. And they have to they check on the child's welfare. Well, this is probably with the big brands, mm. but the little brands obviously they're out to expose you, innit? Mm. So I don't know. I'm. It I personally, lot, I personally couldn't do it, but, yeah. but I, I won't. I won't knock anyone yeah. else. I think it's it's always hard to it's always hard to figure out what someone is thinking. So you we don't yeah. you never know the intentions of the parents. Mm. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, it's like you have to think. Okay, what are the benefits and what's the what's the pros and cons of this? Like, you know what I mean? What's the long-term effect on my child? I think and the long-term... What, what am I getting out of this? I think, personally, the long-term effect, probably, that's probably one of the reasons why I Because we, we already know, obviously, we're, we're probably still gathering evidence in terms of, like, the long-term mental effects of it. Mm-hmm. But we know that there's already evidence proven that people are taking their lives because of what's being exposed, in particular yeah. women. And, you know what I mean? Stuff with their image and stuff like that. So if you're putting your child on there, clearly knowing that the early-stage evidence is proving this, then the long-term, when you're starting them from young, they're not going to be able to live in the real world mm. you see what I mean how, how they're, they're, already gonna, in a, they're in a bubble they're already. in a bubble so they're going to continue in this bubble or if this bubble doesn't accept them and something goes wrong they wouldn't know how to how to like react yeah or how to deal exactly. with the real world man but that's that's one of the strange parts of social media but then obviously you have all the wonderful and great parts that social media is doing yeah, so we're kind of caught up in between the two now because now we're able to transfer information quicker we're able to we're able to push our businesses our brands we're able to make people aware of things that are not happening like for instance i didn't know that i didn't know about the atrocities that's happening in yemen for mm-hmm. instance mm-hmm. or like things that's happening over in the states like sometimes you, there's certain things that you wouldn't know unless there were social media they're available for you to get that information at that speed as well yeah mm-hmm. you see what i mean and it helps things it helps well, I think pick that's, up that's the problem with most good things is the double-edged sword mm-hmm. and the problem is in in a sense us as well i'm saying like our need for information quick mm. our information about our favorite footballers our favorite rappers our favorite mm. you know so in essence we are bit of the problem because we yeah. want this they're and giving us what we want but not everyone not it. everyone can actually handle it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Like, I would say f- we're quite strong individuals mm. mentally, hopefully, mm-hmm. and um, we can deal with certain things. Do you understand? Yeah. But then there's other people who can't. Mm. That's why I still... I, I, yeah, and some social media as well is, is, is worse than others, I think. Because I think with Instagram, for instance, because there's images of you, mm-hmm. people find it more personal. So they can't... It's hard for someone to negatively post something. Unless you're a big page and you've got hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, then people can sneak in there. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if I've never posted a picture on Instagram. Someone said something. But if you post something on Twitter, for instance, which is different because you've only got a certain amount of characters... It's hard to get your true ideas across. It's hard mm-hmm. for you to discuss things in depth. Like here now on a podcast, we can talk for hours deciphering your thoughts or beliefs on something. Mm-hmm. Whereas on Twitter, you can't. So when this, so for instance, so when this um, most recent thing happened with um, George Floyd mm-hmm. and um, the, the 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 murder, which is clear murder, no one in this world would disagree that it, what they done wasn't torturous and wasn't horrible. It it, it actually highlighted to me a point that. Um, 
You can't have clear, concise, and 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 deep um, dialogues. Dialogues on Twitter because mm-hmm. I, I went on to Twitter when it first happened because I think that's when I saw the image. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, usually when stuff happens, you always get the side that go rah rah rah. This is wrong. Murder, murder, murder. Kill, kill. Burn everything down. Burn. Kill the people that done it. Boom, boom, boom. And then you get the side that be like, yo, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. But. What what what's happening? What's actually happening? Like what, what actually killed him? What's going on? I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I realized on Twitter you can't ask those questions. Mm-hmm. As wrong as it may possibly be, and it's clear to see what you're seeing. You can see someone's lifeless body being put. You can't have those dialogues. But I, the the particular message that I saw, yeah, this guy said he, he said something interesting. He said, "Did we see murder?" Mm-hmm. He's like, think about it. He's like, did we genuinely see someone being murdered? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And he asked a clear question. He's like, he's like, I saw someone put someone's neck, or someone's knee on someone's neck for eight minutes mm-hmm. and forty-three seconds, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's what killed him. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as much as I even felt slightly triggered by that question at the time, because mm-hmm. yo, I just saw someone who looked like me. Mm-hmm. I just saw someone who who's got the same skin tone as me. I I, I saw someone who is in my tribe in terms of the the, the tribalistic nature of things. Mm-hmm. Just had someone put his knee on his neck, and then him be him be um, him be, him dying after that. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? And everyone was attacking this dude. Everyone was like, "Yo, blah, 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 blah. how dare you say this? You're a neo-Nazi. You're this. You're that. You're that. You're that. You're that." And then a couple of months afterwards, I'm not mentioning this person's name for a particular reason. A couple of months afterwards, um, sorry, a couple of um, days afterwards, th- this guy, he, I think he went quiet because everyone was just attacking him. So he's just like, yo, I'm not even going to answer this. I don't even want to know what's going mm-hmm. on. He, he was a part of the crowd that, yo, I want to see, I want to hear more, hear, hear about mm-hmm. what happened in the hospital, see if there's any other footage from different angles because I don't know if it was uh, medically the knee that killed him or anything else. I don't mm-hmm. know. He, he didn't know. So a couple of weeks afterwards, he um, put up a video saying, oh, like obviously it was clear murder and it seems that the medical side came back. But I just wanted to know what killed him. I don't know. Did it kill him on the ambulance? He just did put out a question like that. And I was like, yo, you don't go on Twitter to mm-hmm. try and have dialogue. And you don't go on Twitter to, yeah. try and make a, to try and make statements like that because we're not built for it. And the thing is, people are going to pick up from yeah, where they are emotionally. No, but okay, just I'll give you a prime example, yeah? If you're watching a football game and you're... And you're live tweeting about the game, or you're mm. messaging your boys. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna say some whatever comes to your mind mm. at that time. You're mm. gonna type it in, right? Mm. And you're gonna send it. It's the same thing with Twitter. Mm. Some of the, some of the shit that people come out with is because they're thoughtless, or mm. they just thought on a whim. Okay, I'm gonna put this out, mm. and then they've not thought about the consequences or um, who it's gonna affect, yeah. or you know. Does he come across racist? Like, mm. say mm. if I put out something um, about any any race, religion, mm. or whatever, it, like something not negative, but just say something here yeah, that could be controversial. Mm. Then people who don't know me or who uh, saw that message, they can take it all different ways. Mm. You guys would take it as like, okay, it's just mm. it's nothing. It's familiarity as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next man would see it and they'll be like, this guy needs to get hung or something. Mm. Do you, do, you, do you understand so what I'm saying? This, this, this is the problem now. There's some there's some conversations that we understand deserve a certain stay. level of respect, <laughs> you know, and um, they need you to approach them in a very thoughtful and careful way. You know, religion, faith. You know, when you start talking about gender and so on and so forth. You know, and especially as we know now, very much so about race as well. And the problem I have with these type of things is. You can't ask uh, a provoking question like that 
when we have precedence of what that can turn into. Do you know, you can't go and say something that's racist. You can't go and say something that's sexist or gender bias and whatnot on a platform where you can't have a completely fluid discussion, a complete in-depth discussion, a proper back and forth to actually understand their ideas and um, articulate exactly what it is that you're trying to find out. Because you're only allowed how many other tweets it is, you know, a couple characters. 130 characters. Or yeah, a couple of characters to ask a question about something that is so complex. And then to give that's not that. And we know that, you know, when you go and say mad things on there, mm. how look, Twitter's been around for time now. Mm. We know. Don't say them type of things because yeah. everyone's going to come to you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So that's certain. not the place to do it. And what it makes me do is question the people that are asking it. Because if the person's intelligent enough, you know, to be considering it you know mm. to even consider a question like that because of course you can from what you've explained everyone's taken it out of context mm. he wants to know you know more about mm. um the situation and what's happened maybe he's used um he's um articulated it in the wrong way mm. but if he is intelligent enough to even want to know what's going on mm. and better understand the situation and then um, provide a response a couple of days later and whatnot, then he is intelligent enough to know, don't even do that in the first place. Yeah, it's not the platform. That, that's why I wouldn't go like and put a question yeah. like that on there because I know, do you know what I mean? Exactly. But it's, what, it's not the place. My thing is, okay, cool. You are intelligent, you're smart, whatever. Mm. You would do that. Cool. But not everyone's like you. you yeah. understand? So like, yeah. say, for instance, like if you want to know something about something, you'll message your boy and say, oh, what happened? Mm. Like, do you know anything about this? Cause I, I don't know nothing about it, you know. Then they'll send you an article, they'll send you a video with a dub, mm. other angle. But this guy, I don't know, maybe he's got no one in his. And life. then you gotta remember as well with with places like Twitter as well, because people can hide behind handles where they're not yeah. they're not visually there. You can't see them talking. It's easy for someone with a bad mindset, as you're talking about, someone mm. that genuinely wants to stir trouble, mm-hmm. to yeah. go up there because. If I really wanted to be a prick, I can literally set up a random Twitter account and every time something happens, I put out something, I'll get a reaction. Exactly. Just because I want that reaction. Exactly. And people feed, off of, people feed off of likes, people feed off of engagement. People love engagement. As much as we like to say we're humble and stuff and, and this and that, human beings, we love adoration, whether it be yes. whatever. And some people just love attention and some people don't care what level of attention they exactly get. Exactly, it goes back to that thing about Maslow. Mm. We want to be loved, we, we want to belong be loved, yeah. to something, you know? And that's why you get them crazy shows like what, what's the one the, the fake dating the the person the person's mm-hmm. not the real person that they're dating catfish catfish, catfish yeah. oh you know catfish I mean? yeah, yeah yeah it's exactly the same thing yeah. you know it's just like I'm gonna pretend to be you know some jacked up guy you know with a hundred mil on my account you know, <laughs> gonna, you know, it's, it's insane yeah catfish is mad I think the maddest one I saw was a um, was a bow wow one or something. It was a girl that was pretending to be Bow Wow. Oh, for real? Yeah, legit. And like, she was gassing up this other girl and the girl legitly thought she was talking to Bow Wow. And then when <laughs> she went, when she meant to meet Bow Wow, yeah, it was actually like a stud, do you know what I mean? And she was hella confused, thinking, Ralph, thought you was Bow Wow. But, yo, it didn't work out to be Bow Wow. It just worked out to be some random... Yo, like, come on. And these are the type of things as well. Like, these are the type of things, uh, inflated egos, mm. do you know what I mean? Because everybody wants to believe they're a little bit more than, than mm. what they are, you know? Like, guys want to believe, look, I'm... I can, I can knock out dudes. Mm. I can, you know, nah, don't worry. You know, you get them guys that say, oh, look, I can fix it. I can, I can fix your house for you. I can put up these, I can put yeah. up wardrobes. I can do this. I'm yeah. a man, innit? I can, <laughs> then after you get women, oh, I can be a princess. I'm the most beautiful. I'm this mm. and that. Now people will love me. Mm. All this type of BS now. Why in the hell would you think Bow Wow cares about you? <laughs> yeah. Man has millions of dollars. 
<laughs> are you on crack? And you've never met him before. <laughs> yeah, do you you've know what I mean? You've never met him. And that's what I mean. Is yeah, uh, she clapped? Or what? The Bawa or the other one? The one who she thought Bawa liked her. No, she was alright. She, she right. No, but that's the problem there. She was alright. Yeah. Why is someone with a million dollars going to like care about someone on Twitter that's alright? Yeah. Someone random as well. Do you know what I mean? And you've never met him. It's like, you've never had engagement. Exactly. A different thing mm. if he was like out shopping or something, he saw her and it's just like, okay, cool. I I know what person yeah. you are now. I've had a discussion with you. But just a but random picture. You look all right. You don't, it's not someone I'm going to turn, like, turn around for. You know, our logical thinking, like the world is, there's so many different people, so many different mindsets. Yeah. They're not the same, you know. I'm telling you, some people, yeah. like even if you have a conversation with like someone just down the mm. road, you, you just think that, what did you like you mm. know get through life thinking like yeah, that yeah I don't know people are, mm. people are crazy do you man. understand yeah but the, the thing is as well is like with people's thinking now one thing I'm starting to realise more is that like humans even if like <clears throat> there's so many of us in this world yeah, which mm. means that there's so many brains there's mm. so many like ele- 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 electrical signals being sent through billions of people thinking all simultaneously but what I'm noticing more is that the, how powerful ideologies can be and you might think mm-hmm. yeah, that, that you're susceptible, susceptible to ideologies, but it's affecting all of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing that more now with like, since, since the, since the um, George Floyd murder and with the protests and the riots and mm-hmm. Black Lives Matters. And then you've got like, you've got the, um, you've got the, where they call the neo-Nazis or the, the, the whatever they're called. It's, it's all ideologies. And mm-hmm. as much as we like to think we're individuals, sometimes we're driven by an idea mm-hmm. that's been passed down and then it filters through the system and it affects all of us because we one all way have, or another, yeah. do you know what I mean? One mm-hmm. way or the other, because we all have ideologies, we all have ways of thinking, which is either beneficial to us or beneficial to someone else. But nonetheless, someone is being used within that ideology. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? And now when you, when you go on social media, and go on everything, everything is like left or right. Everything is red or blue. Everything is, is, is either, is, 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 there's, there's polar opposites to like almost everything now. That's what I think. That's what I see anyway when I look at social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I completely I I completely get where you're coming from with that, and I'm sure you've heard of like no idea under the sun's original. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, all, it all comes from somewhere, you know, and someone has thought about it and it's built up into you know an ideology, and you're very much right. We all sort of feel fall into a group and we want to belong to a group mm. you know so we go and fo- follow that ideology some may be Even about faith right or wrong, some, yeah. exactly whether it's right or wrong but it's very much how we perceive it mm. you know that's why you, again I, like you say you get people I on think, both I sides think, you know? I, think, I think that's uh, the problem with people today is they have too much pride and too much ego like if they know they're not open to have a, a debate or they're not open to criticisms and that's what I think is the worst thing. Like, I can say, like, if we have a conversation, and like, I, I have conversations with my wife about certain things, and and I'll be like, headstrong on one thing, and then she'll just come with a curveball, like, and she said, but you didn't think of it like, did you think of it like this? And I'll be like, damn, I didn't even think of it mm. like that. Yeah. So, but th- this is what it is. And you gotta you be get... open to say, yeah, I, I was wrong, or I thought I didn't think of that. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. It's just like where we are now as a global community is everyone thinks they're more important than the whole. Do you know? I think you've every, got to every, humble every, yourself. 
easier said than done though exactly <laughs> everyone thinks they're more important mm. whatever my views are are the right views I support Manchester United mm. that, that, yeah exactly do you know what I mean straight away it's like what you don't support the same team as me <laughs> no it's like, like we can't you can't discuss anymore you can't be a same person oh you like to you know women that go to get um um surgical procedures done do you know what I mean other women look at them it's like yo what are you doing like you can't be doing that mm. men that go out and you know pop steroids or mm. do, do whatever everybody makes the decision that they want to do yeah and they think that's the right thing and, and the rest of us are critiquing it because it don't align with our oh, ideologies yeah, yeah. Or our, with whatever our, um, our values and priorities are mm-hmm. do you know and it's and it's funny because you take you take um, you know you go look at history and you know you got your, your left wing and right wing and whatnot mm. and the left wings were very much like no you have to be like freedom of speech yeah mm. you, you know you have to give people the opportunity to understand discuss and whatnot but it's those self same well, more extreme left-wing people now mm. that are very much look. Against you don't, freedom yeah, of speech, yeah. Completely <laughs> opposite. If you do not agree exactly what I say, yeah, then you're wrong and you're horrible. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know what the you, know, pro- you know the problem which is, is insane. I think people don't. I always say like, always put yourself in the other person's shoes. Let's say, for example, if I was, um, well, I am an Asian person, <laughs> and there was a BMP, <laughs> and we was talking, and mm. I, I think. I have to think like them first. Like, why is he upset? Why is he so angry? Why mm. is he thinking? Mm. I've got to look a bit on myself and my community as well. Like, you know, am I bit of the problem? Am I... How can I fix myself? Maybe the, he, he needs to look at himself first. Okay, mm. cool. Fair enough. Like, why but, do I hate this person just because? But what about me as well? Like, mm. am I playing a role? Has my community played a, a, a little role? No, but that? that's dangerous as well because that means you're putting the blame on yourself. It's, no, no, it's no, almost no, like no. victim blaming. No, but... no, 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 no. Don't, don't get me wrong. I get what you're saying, mm. but I always love to look at myself first. Yeah. But I think where the, where the main issue lies is sometimes like... Here are some things that you can do when your phone's offline. Where did that come from? Or was that your phone? <laughs> Yo, that scared me, you know? You know when you start talking about VMP, then all of a sudden things... That... Now, what, what I think... So, <laughs> the way we look at racism right now, yeah, it's like we're, we're, we're just attacking everything. Everything. It's like right now, yeah, we're, we're looking at like we're looking at all outcomes and just being like yo if there's not if there's not level of like should there be equality of outcome in every field in every situation Mm -hmm. and also if we did have a world year where everyone had the equal opportunity would we ever have equality of outcome there's no such thing there's no such thing as equality of outcome because within any society there's always going to be a hierarchy within every field there's always going to be those who are better in a particular field than others but going back to um your point about the bmp thing is like when it comes to racism to me it's a case of you, you have to ask yourself why am i hate why do i hate someone because of that to me is the problem. Do you see what I mean? Racism is not like because now we look at racism from so many various spectrums mm-hmm. and and we're attacking everything on individual. But re- really and truly, it is that case? It's like, wait, why am I not gonna hire Imran and then I'm gonna hire Tim just because Tim looks like me more? Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that is the fundamentals of racism. And once we can eradicate that, then the rest will fall. The rest will fall with it. So oh, see, you see, see, it's 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 such a complex issue. Yeah. So everybody's got an element of racism in them. Oh, 100%. Every, everybody everybody yeah. has. Because you want to um, you want to be closer. You, you naturally are drawn to people who look like you, who act mm. like you, or come from the same place, or hold the same values, mm. um, or maybe not just racist, discriminatory. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and, mm. and biased. But what we need to do, again, as a global community, is start holding each other to account. Start holding ourselves to account, you know? It's just like, you have to ask yourself exactly what Imran said. It's like, you have to look at yourself. Why do I hate this person? Yeah, what, what's mm. going on with me? What's happened in my life that 
cool, I might, you know, like people that come from the same country as me or whatever, or the same area. Uh, not even necessarily like, but want to like, want mm. to be around those type of people. But why does that make me want to proactively disclude or hate or, you know, be discriminatory no, against someone I think, that's not, I think my, not that? No, no, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but I'm saying my point is, it's like, I'm, I think maybe the example I gave with the BMP is a bit too, too harsh, you know, but mm. I'm just saying like, if you have an argument with someone like, say if me and you had an argument, mm. Like, you want to see what, what I want to see like about, what yeah. you're thinking and why mm. would you approach mm. me the way you did mm. I must have done some I might have done something to trigger you or mm. something might have happened you know you might have had a bad day yeah. and I didn't think of that do you get me yeah, no, yeah mm. that, that point is more clear but obviously the, the race yeah the race is, is very I, I, read, I read a book an interesting book called um, Ordinary Men so in Ordinary Men like it, it's, it's actually a true historical factual book it's about um a group of people who basically got turned into assassins by the German army. Mm -hmm. So they gathered ordinary men, like the local bakers, the corner shop man, the milk delivery man. Like they just grabbed ordinary dudes and they'll take them to these towns um, full of like Jews or whatever and just be like, yo, shoot them. Mm. Like just wipe them out, get rid of them. Mm. So these guys had to then question themselves. It's like, yo, we wouldn't do this in our ordinary setting. Mm -hmm. But once you're put in a particular environment, which is different from your normal environment, there's certain actions that you take. So for instance, if all three of us here were the same age we are now, we were white, blonde, with blue eyes, and we were in Germany mm -hmm. during, during um, Hitler's reign, you know that you would take part in that. You'll be on the other side. So the thing, the thing that, that what I got from that book is that evil is not... The thing is, as a globe, as a globe, as a globe, yeah, as a as a world, yeah, we need to look at evil as in for what it is. Because what you gotta remember is, that evil is it's in all of us. We're the ones doing the evil. Mm. You know, it's other human beings that are doing the evil. Mm. It's not some random entity. I'm capable of doing anything else that any mad person has ever done in the history of this world. Mm -hmm. If I was in a particular situation, like if we were in Nazi Germany right now and we were working in Auschwitz, we would be complicit in the gassing of Jews. Mm -hmm. do you see what I mean and once you start seeing it from that perspective you realise that wait some of those people that were in that environment at that time at the moment maybe deep down they didn't want to do it but they get driven by these ideologies that enforces them and mm. puts them in a situation where they got no other choice but to do that so what I got from that book is that individual strength and developing an understanding of the evils of Based the world can, can, make you, can make you a better person like you're willing to then sacrifice more to do good mm -hmm. if that makes sense so if you understand how the world works, if you understand how you work and how human mm. beings work, if someone puts you in that situation, maybe you're willing to take a bullet instead of putting a bullet into 20 people. Mm -hmm. As mad as it sounds. Mm -hmm. yeah. But nonetheless, the evil is not just out there. It's within us. So we have to learn and understand yeah. what the evil is before we go out there and just be like, yo, these people but are different from us. They're not humans as no, well. No, but, but that's, mm -hmm. you know I mean? that's where your, your culture, your religion, your beliefs and certain things, if you're on that level and you've got that spirituality, it won't be an issue. But then the spirituality is, is, is also part of the divide. It's, yeah, I, mean? I know, it's crazy I know, I know. But because religions have been fighting against each other and fighting. Yeah, but I think morality is a great part it, mm. out yeah, of religion. Because yeah. there's a lot of, like, um, um, so some philosophers say that, like, if you was to remove religion from the world right now, like, let's say we click the finger mm. and we remove all religion from the world and humans took on individual morality, it would be madness. 
Do you know what I mean? Because if we take, if if I'm, I'm the, I, I would have dumped a lot of people Moreau. by now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. But your religion keeps you in check. Same yeah. way that when you're young, your dad keeps you in check. Hundred percent. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. it's 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 crazy. Like religion does serve a major purpose in this world that sometimes we don't appreciate on the on the deeper scale. We just look at it as oh, there's a whole bunch of people that are serving like an invisible god and some random guy in the sky. But nonetheless, the the morality side of it is is essential for keeping us in check as a human race. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting. Really, really interesting. Tim mm. thinking, what would he do? <laughs> what would I do? If, yeah. if there's no, if there's no morality well, and lack so of it. That's the thing. So where where you started? You know, you're saying you know if you if you was in Nazi Germany at the time, I was just thinking about what about you know your own personal principles, values, mm. morals, mm. you know. But then after you went on to say actually, yeah. But your at that time, your morals, your principles are guided by the Nazi Party, right? That's that's what I was talking about ideologies. Why you they, they, think they're dangerous? Germany actually loved Hitler. The actual country actually, mm. a lot of them loved him and were thinking what he was thinking, or mm. he put it into them. I don't think he put it into them. It I was had, there. I actually think he just probably. He, I look. I looked at it from a different angle. Yeah, as the more I started looking into Hitler, was that in order for in order for what Hitler to say to 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 infuse people, those people must have had some of those beliefs. And what you gotta understand yeah. is. The reason why those people have beliefs is is some of the reasons why we see now. So, for instance, during that time in Germany, they had a threat from the Soviet Union. They had a threat coming from one side and also they had an internal threat that they felt was a threat, i.e. the thriving Jews. Mm. So already you feel as, as tribalistic as you are, your people are being attacked. So the, the Germans within Germany are thinking, oh, my people are being attacked from left and from right. But now, and now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I wish my people were uh, like, were as dominant or were, were the dominant, um, even though they were the dominant, but like we wish we were more dominant and these other people weren't around. But you're just thinking that. But now you have someone that speaks it out publicly and loud. Mm. So everything gets amped up. You know what I mean? That's the way I've been looking at Hitler differently from a different angle. I'm thinking maybe he just spoke in, he just spoke into them and enabled them to speak up on the deep racism and hate that they had yeah. within themselves. Yeah. It's almost like Tommy Robinson coming out and being like, yo, don't let all these um, um, people come down to London and take down your statues. Do you see yeah. what I mean? So there's a lot of people at home thinking, no, I don't like these protests. I don't like what's you know going what? on. And I he's think, infusing that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I he's rowing them up. I think, again, when it comes to the, I know this is probably a bit off the topic, but we was talking about the statue of Churchill. Mm. And mm. I said, I I don't know about how you guys feel, but I think that no one should touch it. It's, at the mm. end of the day, it's not really our, our country. Like, as much as I was mm. born here, but I don't, f- I don't know. I don't know how to exactly put it, mm. but I feel that's part of the British history. Mm. No matter what it was, mm. it was part of their history. Mm. Like you were saying um, about, if you go back home mm. to Pakistan, Ghana, Nigeria, whatever. There's so many statues of so many tyrants. Like, why are not people not doing anything about that? But when yeah, it comes so to, I think I think it's about perspective, isn't it? And this is very much our country, just as much as you know, back home is as well. You know, because we've picked up a lot of the cultures. Like you say, you're born here. You know, and pretty much we'll probably stay and die here. <laughs> you know what I mean? For and <laughs> again, it is very much about perspective and how you want to see things. And it's not just about British history, it's about history, do you know? Because he was integral in terms of the World War, mm. do you know? So I, I think it's, it's difficult. And that's where we've come with what we were talking about social media a little bit earlier around cancel culture and all this type of stuff. You can't take one single element and wipe out other positives as well. You have to look at it from a reasonable perspective. Maybe instead of just taking down statues, 
um, we should start looking at actually let's start putting up statues putting up next statues, to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of um, like the Asians that so like a timeline of history in the wars as yeah. well. So like what an what inclusive mean? timeline of exactly. history. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's I'm not gonna idea. lie. I've, I've, a good show. I've, but don't get me wrong the slave traders were a bit that's yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but even that even so so okay I didn't even know about my man in Bolton yeah, um, yeah, Colson yeah. I, did, I didn't have a clue yeah. but the thing is whenever like what this done it, it brought the idea to the forefront it brought the, the history to the forefront mm-hmm. and I had to do my history to now find out oh rah that's what he done he killed about 80,000 people like yo he was shipping them back and forth but as you say history is such a delicate part but the so I, I agree and I disagree with the statues going down, yeah? And to me, it depends on who is going down. Mm-hmm. Because the reason being is that, okay, um, I don't know much about the Churchill history, but I know that he said some vile stuff, some racist stuff, mm-hmm. yeah? But then he also done some great and fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. So on that ground, I don't, I don't want him to go down. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? I don't think he's enough. Because mm-hmm. I think what, Hitler, what, what, what Churchill said, that's, this is what goes back to the humans again, yeah? And us being honest with ourselves. What Churchill said, yeah, I'm sure there's about 50, 60, 700 people right now that I talk to that says the same thing every single day right now. Mm. I'm definitely sure about that. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% because there's evil within all of us. We all say some mad stuff. No yeah? But then the thing is, maybe with Churchill, the issue, the issue that he became an anger thing because he, he was in a position where he could implement policies that affected those people that he didn't like. Mm-hmm. And that's when people get agitated about it. It's like, yo, if he said he hated the Asians that much and called them beastly creatures... What did he do to the Asian community? What policies did he put in place that's possibly affecting them now? Because he was in that position mm-hmm. to put those policies. Mm. So that's one way of looking at history. But then it's the other way. It's like, okay, his part is done and dusted now. But he's also done some great stuff and he's been remembered in his country. Boom, do your thing. Do thing. But then us ethnics that are here now, those who classify themselves as British, those who got British passports, whatever, they feel like they're a part of the history as well. So it's like, yo, if I'm a part of history and I'm going to feel comfortable in your country, I can't have this man over there. But that's, that's, that's what all I'm, of this mad stuff. That's, that's what I'm saying. It has to be a place of, you know, equal dialogue. You mm. know, you have to be able to, you can't just point the finger uh, simply because I am, you know, whatever ethnic background you have to, mm. or whatever your principles are, whatever your mm. faith is, mm. you have to listen to me and what I'm saying is right and that's it because yeah. I'm the only person that's been affected by anything that's ever happened in history. No, there's there's... There's white people that grow up in poverty, mm. you know, right now. British, white, English, not mm. even British, English white people growing up in poverty that are not, that don't have access to good education, healthcare mm. and, and whatnot. Mm. What, what about the, the, you know, adverse, you know, effects mm. that that's having on their lives, yeah, you know, on their children and so on and so forth, simply because of where they live. Mm. You know, there's people, when you go up north, People are in either you're either in manual labor or in your service jobs. You mm. know what I mean. You get people calling up and they always have northern voices. Yeah, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But all the money's down in the southeast. That's not their fault that they live up there. Mm. Do you know? But we, we're not thinking about that. So we have to look at it a place from actually. Do you know? Let's be much more inclusive. Let's actually have an open conversation. So, I don't like what this man's done, but what you need to do is remember my history mm. and African history, part of world it. history. Yeah. You know, Asians took part in the war as well as black people. Yeah, so yeah. actually, what you need to do is we need to identify those. Uh, let's have an honest conversation. Identify those people that were actually harmful. Do you know, like that slave trader, mm. harmful people that really done some real harm mm. to our communities. Mm. And then after, let's have reasonable conversations about other people mm. like Churchill. Although he said some bad things, yeah, um, he done a lot of good for the country mm. that we live in. You know, the country that we love, that. and possibly for the globe. For the yeah. globe, he's, well, yeah, for the globe. Yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. Mm. So, and on top of that, once we once we have a conversation, identify the bads, identify those ones that call, cool, we can keep or we can, you mm. know, come to common grounds on. 
Now, actually, how do we celebrate our inclusion in all of this? Because without us, it couldn't have happened. Do you know? And how do but we I start? I think a lot of people that? forget that as well. Like um, the, I'm not saying the average folk, but you know these far right, you know, mm. people. They forget that. Probably more Asians. Sometimes they know they don't care. No, you gotta understand. See, when you got deep hatred, you're blind. Friend, f- you're blind. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think. I honestly, I don't think they know. Mm. I yeah. p- purely or yeah, you might be right, but I think personally, yeah. I I love to think that they don't know. Do you know what I think? That's the fault of that's the because fault of the education system yes, in history. No, but, Do you remember anything from history? No, but. Mm. Apart from apart from the guy who tried to blow up Parliament, Tudors and Stuarts and what's his name? Yeah. Guy Fawkes. Guy Fawkes. <laughs> apart from Guy Fawkes, I don't I don't remember anything from history lesson, and that's because history is not honest. Do you know mm. what I mean? And history doesn't look at all perspective. Because if we're in Britain and we're studying even British history, forget the world history, no, but ha- everything's but supposed to be included then, in, in the honest. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Because that's why those people that you're talking about don't know. Yeah, I know, but history is not taught. Yeah, but then it's it's our job as well to but, educate other people as mm-hmm. well. Like have that conversation, have that dialogue. Hopefully, like you know, even if you get that knowledge onto one person, they pass it on. But yeah, I do agree that they should teach it in schools. But I don't know, we're a bit far from that, you know. Yeah, but that's that's the thing uh, that should be. And looked then at. how would the how would how I think how would the um, the white British person feel their children are learning about? But it's a part of the history. I don't know, no, yeah. but do you understand? I get it. Because you got to understand. They okay. We might feel it's our country, or certain people might feel it's their country, but really they feel more of an entitlement that yeah. is their country. Mm. So imagine now, I'm using this as an example. Like imagine in like in Pakistan or something, <laughs> they start teaching some next syllabus or whatever. Mm. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? How would they feel? And that's yeah. not even a country where it's got too much of that. You know. Um, Liberalism. The, no, mm. the dif- the difference is this is a multicultural country, isn't it? This yeah, is it's a diverse country, isn't mm. it? So you look at Pakistan, and after you look at the demographics, the demographics are Pakistanis. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but it, this is not. Do you know, uh, this yeah. is. Don't get me wrong. It's overwhelmingly white. No, but I'm not gonna lie. You know, but we it, still it, have a very, it, very large it, demographic. It really hurts me when it's when I see like you know on D Day and all that mm. stuff, and poppies and that. And they don't show no black or Asian person. But that's the thing. We're because not holding know, them to account. Yeah, I know this. Like, my, my, my parents' families, everyone, most of our co- families come from an army, navy background. And mm. they're part of the, you know, part of the British Empire. Mm. So I'm thinking, wait, these people were fought alongside or for the Queen it's and like country. how many World War movies have you seen and you saw black people in there? Bruh. Mm. <laughs> no, but when you... No, oh, when you see... Even, no, okay, even okay, more... Let me um, just, you know, the, one, film, the, the newer ones. Yeah, you, no, don't but, really, you don't no, really see on, it. On a straight, yeah, when you think of, like, poppies, D-Day, what, do you, like, what comes to your mind? An old white man, isn't it? Old white man. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, rah, but, like, my, my, my granddad and that, them man fought for this country. But that's the thing, much respect to them, but we need to hold them to account. And that's, the, that's what we're failing to do as a community. Mm. Do you know, we can't, we can't be saying, you know, these type of conversations that we, and this is, and this is what the problem is, yeah? So a lot of the, given everything that's happened recently, yeah? Um, I've taken a, a lot of these issues to work with me and I've been holding my superiors to account and mm. saying, actually, do you know, we need to be standing up in front of this because mm. you look at the demographic of our workforce, it's a significant amount of you know people from Bain backgrounds. Mm. So I'm holding them to account, and what I'm doing alongside that is bringing colleagues with me that are at a senior level, and um, 
excuse excuse the excuse the pun, but I've got a white knight as well. Mm. Yeah. So someone that stands up in front of you, there's someone that's more senior, who's more influential, that stands up in front of this and say, what Tim is saying is right. We need to do better mm. as a workforce, mm. as a community. Yeah. Now, that's what we need to be doing within our community. But what happens all the time? A petition comes, how many people sign it? Oh, we're just trying to get a million, a million um, whatever signatures. How many, how many bang people are in this country? <laughs> You're trying to get, only get one million signatures <laughs> because we don't really care because all people really want to do it's focused on their life. You're just thinking, yo, I just had another kid. I don't really care what's going on. I'm just trying to, you know, trying to live. I'm just trying to pay my bills, mm. you know? And then after someone's wife's cheating on them, it's like, yo, my G, I'm yeah. just trying to swear <laughs> my wife. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, exactly. But we actually need to think about the bigger picture and all this type of stuff. We don't, having these conversations are really, really good because it's educating ourselves. Mm. It's, it's, it's ensuring that we stay on top of top topic. It's generating thought as well. Exactly. But thought. having these conversations in the corner between ourselves, mm. don't make change. Mm. What makes change is having a diverse group of people mm. in a place and people that can actually action this type of stuff. So we need someone that's white, you know? We need someone that's Jewish. We need yeah. someone that's Chinese. I love open dialogue so to everyone. I'm not into the whole that you're not allowed into this conversation. Exactly. exactly. It doesn't solve anything it at all. That's, that's been one of my issues with a lot of what's happening. It's not, so a, it's not a I, me problem. I it's I not a black mean, problem. I, it's a us it's problem. A us, yeah. I think sometimes talking isn't enough. No, nah, talking is not enough, but that's because what I'm saying. I we have to hold them to account. Sometimes, like, you, so you just sh- want to burn things down. Burn everything down. <laughs> I, I wasn't even going right. to go. I wasn't even going to go that way, but I'm thinking, do you that? Do you want me to go that way? <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, for example, um, the best example I can give, um, well, you know, you know this guy, proper BMP guy, mm. you know, um, football hooligan guy. Mm, do you get me? Yeah. And for years, he, he hates. Oh, yeah, yeah. I boxed with him as well. He hates. <laughs> gonna say, we say his name after this. Mm. Yeah. He hated. He hated, hated. coloured people. He hated us. Well, for real. Uh, yeah. Tats, everything. Yeah. He, but I'm telling you, the only way. I, I knew, this is a great example. I, 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 and I knew that he, he was what he was, isn't mm. it? Yeah. And then afterwards, but I didn't let that. I didn't like put a barrier up. Mm. I actually brought him closer. Mm hmm. Because I, I learned by pushing him away, how's he gonna learn exactly. about our mm. culture and how we are as human beings? I was like, I was just being me, normal, like, mm. just like, you know, can I help you, whatever, do you need anything? And then slowly, slowly, we st- started talking, a little bit of table tennis, a little bit of pool, whatever, whatever. And then we realized in dialogue, just talking to each other over the years, that, you know, all the thoughts have been planted into his head and that us Asians, Muslims or black people, we're not what the, you know, far right people think we are. Mm-hmm. We're actually all right. Mm-hmm. And my guy is not like that no more. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what's great about that example? Yeah. So I know the guy as well who's talking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah? I, I boxed with him. I came, I came over to your workplace at the time and we used to box and stuff like that. And um, the, the, I, was, I was recently speaking to like an evolutionary psychologist and he was saying like the greatest barrier breaker yeah, is one, language and also being in close vicinity and communicating with the, the enemy. That's the greatest mm. barrier breaker because 
what happens is when you have an enemy, it's all perceptions. Mm. And then those perceptions nowadays are being perpetuated by media. So for yeah. instance, whether it's black mm. boys, okay. whether it's black women, whether it's Asians, like if I've never met an Asian and all I've done is watch TV for the last decade, I'm going to think all of you are terrorists. Yeah, yeah, if, I, if I've never met a black person and all I watch is TV, I'm going to think all of you are gangbangers. Mm. If I've never met a black woman, I'm going to think, bro, she's angry, she's going to bite my neck off. But what he says is, he says one of the beautiful things is like when you put these people together that have never like come close to each other, even if they might live in a city where there's diversity, he's not hanging around with these people. Mm. He's not working with them. He's not in their face. He's not speaking to them about what's going on in their community, what's going on in their life. So they're dehumanized. Mm -hmm. So he said the greatest connection is through communication and then being in the vicinity. So with this guy in particular, I remember when I first came down, I felt his energy straight away, like, oh, he doesn't know my kind. But now he's in the hood. He's working in the ends, do you know what I mean? But I could feel it that, yo, he doesn't know anything about us. Like, he's a bit standoffish, he's a bit wary. Mm -hmm. But obviously, us being the way we were, we kind of drew him in. It's like, obviously, they're with with him every day, so they drew him in. Mm -hmm. And when I come in there, yo, like, yo, what's good, what's good? Yeah, let's go boxing, let's do this, boom, boom, boom. And eventually, then he starts humanizing us. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He went from dehumanizing. It's all about the stuff that he's heard about us. The ideologies has been planted into his head. Some of the questions that he will say, yeah, like, it's, it's like, like, and that's the thing. Wow, it's like, how do you really think like that? And I'm like, no. Like, mm. where do you get this from? And yeah. like, nah, the, you know, that's how it is. That's what I thought. It goes. But you guys are not like that. And you I'm guys. Like, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. You're right about dehumanizing us. Like, mm, you know, we're this thing and whatever the media or whatever he's been told, mm. that's what we are. But I And still the people sp- around him, he's stuck in the echo chamber with the same I, ideas. I still mm. speak to him on the phone. Mm. I message him here and there. And I think it, I use that as a prime example in mm. any walks of mm. life. So if someone doesn't really like me or doesn't like the, my skin tone, mm. doesn't like my beard or mm. the way I act... I'm not going to... I don't take two steps back. I take two steps forward. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. You're going to love me. Do you get me? <laughs> and then you're going to love you my like people. It, yeah, yeah. Whether you like it or not. Mm. And then I'm going to... Afterwards, I'm going to cuss you because you know you're a racist. <laughs> yeah. But that's banter. Yeah, you, you wait for yeah. the banter to I'll care. wait for... Yeah. We get to that stage. Yeah. I'll, get, I'll get you with the white jokes after. Mm. But I'll bring you in. Yeah. Do you get me? And I think that's what I meant by um, we need to look a bit at ourselves. I could have easily said, okay... No, I'm gonna take two steps back. Mm. He's the enemy, so he's the enemy. Yeah. And then he think, then he's taking two steps back. We're, then we're even more further. But that's what yeah. exactly what you say. We it's not just holding you know you know the the, the enemy to account. You know it's holding ourselves to account as well. Yeah. How we're acting, how we're engaging 100%. with people. You know because if we are saying, oh, you're looking at all black people like this, but um, walking around talking wild all the time, making noise, being you know being an asbo mm. in the area. Um, and living up to whatever they're saying, stereotypes, the stereotypes are, yeah. you know, and I'm and I'm not engaging with the community and saying, oh, actually, this is not actually a true reflection of, you know, my people, you know, my community. Then what good am I? I'm as good as whatever's been shown on the news. You know, you have to actually engage with um, your community. You have to engage with people you meet. Just like you say, take two steps forward and actually look. No, whatever they're saying on the news, that ain't true. The way that they show Africa, all it is is jungle, river, river, jungle. That's that's mad. And the kid with flies on his nose. Do you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I find, uh, like, uh, with a lot of movements, that's one of the things I find scary because I feel like uh, although those movements are making great strides for change, it's also creating a bigger divide. Do you see what I mean? Instead Mm. of being collaborative, we're working like this now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because if you look at... So, for instance, if you take the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah, as as much of great work is doing, I also think in the background is creating more divide. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to fix the problem, but I can see it happening and it's clear for all of us to see. Mm -hmm. So I think the solution has to be globally. We have to get together. We have to stand for what's right. Do you exactly. know what I mean? You know, and that's the, pro that's, the so that's, that's one thing I find is like, if we all see that there's something wrong, mm -hmm. something has happened, which is terrible. Something has continuously been happening, which is terrible. If we all unified globally, then that problem gets squashed. But instead, it, I think it kind of separates into sets and ideologies and a movement and whenever there's a movement there's always going to be a counter movement yeah, yeah. You know i mean this is the thing this is the thing you can't get rid of ideologies never it's like yeah, no, it would yeah, never happen built, you know. but it is very much uh a us issue we mm. need to fix it together mm. and by humanizing you know people so like when you're going back to this um the africa comment i made when you ever go on tv the only time, unless you're African, mm. do you know what I mean, or in, interested in African culture, you're not watching the sitcoms, you're not watching the movies or nothing like that. All you're going to ever get is halfway through your advert, you're going to get a child that looks like they're dying yeah, or something. Yeah, with a fly on his nose. That you know what I'm saying? And that in itself is dehumanising them. Mm. It's not showing them in... And I understand why they're showing it. It's to... Um, yeah. To draw emotions. I was, I was, I was, I was just about to say that. Out, yeah? mm. That for me... Like, obviously, mm -hmm. I'm not African, I'm Asian. Mm. You do get a couple of Asian kids, but, but the, not as much. But the, pro the problem <laughs> I'm, is, I'm not when, say you, when you see them so much, what happens? The same time, yeah. the same thing when you see, you stop like, the, uh, no, an advert for a new no, movie. You, you see the new, whatever, Marvel movie coming out, yeah? Yeah, but Tim, you see the advert ten times, you're just mm. like, bro, I don't even but, care. But you Tim, switch off. Mm. What you got to understand is, why do they have those adverts? Because they feel that it works. When that advert comes on, you get... Yeah, the, but it's also planting ideas into certain No, no, because they know, come on, do that. It's, it's, it's for them. I wouldn't say it's a business, but they know they paid a, a certain amount for the. Uh, I know they paid a certain amount for the advert. Mm. At this time, the advert went on, and then they see a spike in their um, the engagement. Goes in engagement, up, yeah. social media, whatever, whatever, mm. payments, whatever. Mm. They know this because mm. technology's gone to that level, yeah. Mm -hmm. But f for me, I think again, it's like. Most good things is a dodge, a double-edged sword. But this is the thing. There's two elements to it, yeah. There's two elements to that, it. One is one is about the the bias, yeah. And, yeah. And and a, a, yeah, Tim, racial profiling to thinking yeah. that's what Africans are like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens is you get that white family or Asian family even, but that's or what you get all those families that don't audience. engage with African people. Yeah. And they're looking at the thing and they've seen that. They've seen that advert a hundred times. And it's like, yeah, that's, I know what Africans look like already. I'm switching. Bam. Mm. So that hasn't helped, you know. It might, on an off chance, help the people that are first seeing it, you know, when you're younger. First seeing it or you get a little bit older, you get a little bit conscious. Something's happening in your life. It's like, look, cool, I'm going to donate. But then after you have the, the other aspect of it. The, exactly. And that's what that's doing is dehumanising them. You know what I mean? Because it's showing them as a thing. You know, he's showing them as an issue rather than a human. But then, I've seen. then I think and the I, second, the second bit of it, yeah, is about the organisations themselves. You know, because we're allowing them to do that. Because why? Why do we have to go through UNICEF? Why do we have to go through what's these people called Oxfam? Mm. Yeah. For funding, so we have we have the money in our countries. Yeah. We already have the money. We have the World Bank. We have all these massive economies. Why do we have to go through a charity to ask to come and fix something? So, do you know what I'm saying? You know what this is where we have to come back to the thing that we were talking about earlier on about morality. Mm. Do you know, everybody should be at a place where you can eat. Like, why are people starving in the world? This thing that's happening in Yemen, how mm. is it even happening? 2020, how are people starving to that mm. to that degree? We're like I, millions of people. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. Maybe 
maybe if there was like a couple of families because mm. something's happened to their village, it's you know, their water's been poisoned or something, something's happened. And then, you know, we can organise a response. But we're a whole country. A whole people is starving. That's, that's insane. With, with, with big things like that, that's when you realise that there's bigger agendas in place exactly. beyond the average person because who, who are the people that are benefiting off of this? Who are the people that are involved? You know, you've got Saudi Arabia, you've got America's involvement, sleeping in bed with Saudi, and then you've got wars going on in the country between people that are not even in the country. So exactly. it's like, that agenda is like, it's way that's, beyond. Yeah, you know what I mean? So then, pay scale. To the point where, I, I, I haven't even heard this Yemen thing on the, on the yeah. news. I, I, I didn't know about no, it. In a way, it's one of them ones, obviously, again, f- putting all that aside, personally, if someone said to me, we can stop those, I would say they need to be a bit more creative with the adverts. That's that's lazy advertisement. You well, know? like the donation to... The donation, it. I think that's mm. lazy. It's emotive, but mm. then again, I also think maybe it's something that they feel that it works for them. And that's why they do it. They're not, they're not looking at the aspect of the negative effects. And maybe again, is the negative, is the positive. I mean, is the donations and is it, is that more overriding? The but the thing negative? is, all those donations, we all know what the administration fee and that. Uh, yeah, I'm but bro, anyway. right no, 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 no. You get, you get about twenty no, percent no. that actually go to where it's yeah. supposed to go. No, to. Still, and then you don't even know who manages that when you exactly. get there. Yeah, you fair know play, I mean? but I, I'm under the finger. You give it with a good intention. Mm. And yeah, you yeah, hope yeah. and pray it gets to the right place. But you know it's not. No, but we, some, we know okay, for no, 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 a fact. No, 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 but too that shouldn't, honestly. No, it shouldn't stop you. I, I think that's mm. that's very, very um, I mm. think that's very lazy for anyone to say, oh, um, because of, they take an administration fee or you don't even know if it's getting there or whatever, whatever. But if there's no way, like say, for example, mm. I've got no connect in, in Gambia or somewhere. Yeah, then that's fair yeah? enough, yeah. I've got no connect. So I'm thinking, wait, how can I get, I've seen this advert, how can I get my money to them? Mm. See the advert? I'm like, okay, cool. Boom, I'll do it. Even mm. though there's an administration fee, everyone needs to eat. I mm. get that. But long as I know that some of the money is getting to that child or getting to a family or a child mm. and they're eating good, mm. I'm, I'm happy. Eating good? Yeah. Well, no, no, not eating good. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they got steak. You know I mean? I'm not saying they got steak. steak and lobsters. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but but I know you, you you yourself you feel good because you felt like you've done something you've yeah, contributed yeah, yeah. for a great yeah. cause and obviously that's that's the and human I believe in you us have feeling to. that we're doing something. I, I, virtuous, honestly, you know? I believe it should be mandatory. Yeah. So the the last thing I want to touch on so it's like mandatory for, for who? Sorry, what mandatory for who? Though? That everyone should like you know. But you're, you're talking about a religious point of view now because uh, obviously no, no, that's, no, no, I'm that's not even a, talking, bro. I'm taking mm. I've when we talk mm. I've I've taken mm. on this I've taken religion out of it. I'm saying that. If everyone, okay, I know we give taxes or whatever, mm. if maybe even cut percentage of that, if we could give it to, um, even in this own, in this country, there's people starving, you know? Mm. There yeah, are people, yeah. you know when people say, oh, how can people starve in this day and age? Mm. Bro, there are people but that But this are, is what I'm saying, so mandatory for who? You can't, like, mandatory for the people for, when we pay taxes already, when we're getting charged, like, they make billions out of parking tickets. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? See, I'm saying Should shit be mandatory like that. for governments. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm saying shit like that. We, we, Obviously, in, a, in an ideal world, I'm talking, there should be a way of each person putting some money together and, and it's going to good causes. I, I get your point, is that... In an ideal world, I know it's not going to happen, bro. But you're saying, saying that we're, we're at a stage in the world right now where we shouldn't really have like deep, adverse poverty mm. and yeah. children starving and all of that stuff. 
I completely agree with that because we shouldn't really... How it's going to happen, you know I don't I mean? know. It, yeah, it's very difficult. Obviously, some people say tax the rich. I, I think slightly a bit about that. So that's another topic. But coming back to that subject, and you mentioned about the government should be making those payments. What, what, do you think the lack of reparation or atonement for the past is playing a part in why there's such a um, uh, there's, there's, there's such an issue going on right now, especially in terms of race relations and, and the history of black people? A so. Like, do you, do you think, so for instance, do you think that the, the you know the reparation debate that's happening yeah. in America right mm. now? Like, do you think that will solve no. the, the... not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Mm. Not even close. He could give us 100 billion. Mm. Not even close. <laughs> could, you could hand out a trillion. Not even close. Mm. Because it's not about the financial... You could, and one, you mm. can't put a figure on it anyway. Mm. Yeah. What, what figure how are you going to put against it? Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. Do you, how do you calculate Would the pain that you've, mm. that you've stolen people mm. from their land... They work you've for killed free. them mm. along the way. They work for free. You've raped them. You've mm. pitted them against each other to fight to, to mm. breed the strongest. You've um, messed up their um, mind state where they feel that they're less. Inferior, you've yeah. dehumanised them themselves. Mm. So they look at themselves mm. like they believe they're less. Mm. To the point where they believe that, oh, yeah, we've caught up now where I can get a job in America. I'm, I'm, Mama, I'm going to New York City. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to be a lawyer. You get to that law firm, and if it, my G, I don't care about your, <laughs> I don't care about your law degree, innit? Yeah. Go, go and work in the post room. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm. So how do you put a price on that? You can't put a price mm. on that, you know? So that's one thing. Not saying that they shouldn't give any, mm. you know? But you can't put a price on it. Yeah. Um, then the second thing is, what do we do with that money? Mm. Who's that money going to? Okay, it's going to individually, yeah? Mm. Okay, let's let's give it out individually. Imagine mm. every single how many Americans are there? About three hundred million Americans, mm-hmm. yeah? Let's what what's the other percentage of the population? About I think like thirteen percent or about thirteen percent of the population. Yeah. yeah? Everybody gets what five thousand dollars. Mm. Yeah, ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars. People are living in people are mm. one, yeah. It's like I I, th- I think people misun- misunderstand what America is. We look at New York City, we look at LA, maybe Atlanta now that um, the music industry has been booming, Miami, and we think America's popping. Mm. Once you leave those big states, once you leave those big cities or whatnot, there's nothing happening. Yeah. They've had states like Detroit going bankrupt. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? And there's Detroit used to make everything. Exactly. Mm. And when you go further south, you start looking at the education as well. Mm. You know what I mean? You start looking at the level of education and a lot of people are dropping out of like you know high school. Before they even get to GCSE level, they've dropped out because, look, I need to go get some job. I need to make money some way. So by the time they get that money, they already owe money in taxes, you know, or whatnot. They're behind on their rent. They're already thinking, you know what, I'm putting this down now for my child to go college. But cool, your child's going to go college. But you haven't changed your mentality in how you're bringing up that child. So you're still bringing up that child with... Excuse me, but a hood mentality. Mm. You know, it's like, yeah, all this type of language. You haven't... You haven't um, you're not working on yourself to better them anyway in lots of... And this is obviously a massive assumption in some, in some part. So when they get all that money, that money's going to disperse back into the community, um, back into these big companies straight away. Yeah, so yeah, it don't yeah, even matter. Yeah. If there's no plan, you yeah. can't ask for reparations. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. The good thing that they have, they have black banks there, innit? Mm. But people don't use the black banks. Yeah. You know what I mean? They go to the ones that are most readily available. available yeah. And they're not going to go to the back unis. Yeah. Do you know? It's like... And I, I think... To me, to me, the issue is that the infrastructure is not ready to receive individual um, reparation. Not yeah. at all. Because it's already proven how fast the money leaves the community. Exactly. Anyway. exactly. So that means that our infrastructure is not there. And we where prefer, does it go? We prefer to go somewhere else. We're buying our hair from... Imran and his guys. Exactly. We're, 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 we're lo- our lawyers and our, our Jewish and our... So I'm thinking... 
if if there was to be a discussion on reparation now, right now, this mm-hmm. this year, I think it should go more towards like infrastructure, like education, most importantly, because mm-hmm. the literacy the literacy rate in America is mad. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they can't even you know, they can't even read. Mm-hmm. I don't know how ba- how really bad it is, but when I read about it online and I hear about it, they, you know, yeah, they can't read. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think if there was to be a discussion right now. It should be towards building stuff, not mm-hmm. giving it to people. Because mm-hmm. uh, as you said, you don't even know how they're going exactly, to spend but money. Who's going to be in charge of that? That's, that's another problem. Who's going to be in charge of that? That's because for them to discuss. <laughs> where's Obama at? Yeah, Obama's around. Who's going to be in charge where's of managing that money? At? So cool. Mm. We're going to give you. We're going to give you a hundred. We're going to give you a hundred billion in rep- reparations. Let's say. Mm. Let's get. We're going to give you two billion. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the figure is, we're going to give it to you. And we're going to manage it. Yeah. that's the same thing yeah, that same. you've done you're, you're slaving us out again yeah. you know what I mean you're doing the same thing again I think the, the leadership vacuum is one of the dangerous things that's going on right now and that's why I don't mess with a lot of movements because I don't think there's clear guided route and without leadership it's, to me I find it's chaos yeah but that's the same you know thing because I mean? it's an yeah. ideology we yeah. want equality you know we want this equity but the people that are doing it you know they don't, you, how are you going to manage, you know, a hundred million people? Mm. How are you going to manage a billion people across the world that are feeding into this movement? You can't manage you can't, them. Yeah. You can put out messaging, but this messaging is not going to land with everyone. And everyone interprets it differently as well. Exactly. Mm. So you can't do that. So we need to ourselves build up those infrastructures mm. before we even get the money. Because, like, you look at the amount of um, um, rich, I'm not going to say wealthy, the amount of rich black Americans. Yeah. There's, there's hundreds of them, mm. thousands of them, rich, millions mm. of dollars. Atlanta's got like a middle class, like a, a full black high middle exactly. class community. And, and what's community, going on with that? Like with mansions they need to completely like build up an infrastructure mm. yeah, where that money then can come in. Where they've already built the infrastructure, they know where it's going to go to. It's going to go to certain neighbourhoods, mm. it's going to go to the schools there and, and whatnot. But to say, oh, we want reparations, all right, then call my G. Here's a bill. Do what you want with it. Mm. I'm in the hood. If I'm in the hood, I'm buying a strap, bro. Straight. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm picking up some food, bro. <laughs> I'm taking the money. Right. Bam. It's just like, yeah. what, what do they wait? What do they wait for? Their, their taxes. Oh, yeah, the taxes. Yeah, the back taxes. Yeah. And they go splurge. Mm. And they end up in the same position. Mm. Their baby needs new diapers. You know? And obviously, mm. I'm, I'm saying the worst case scenarios, isn't yeah. it? You're going to get a couple of people that do well with the money. But mm. most of the people that receive that money will use it to survive the next couple of months. Mm. It's more, no, it's no need. More deeper than that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they have to change their, their, their thought process. Yeah. But I think also, like, I know I keep saying that, again, it's us, we don't, like, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they look on, say, like, black businesses, they're like, mm. fuck that, I'm not going there. Or mm. Asian business, like, fuck that, I'm not going there. Well, it's like, we don't we're support ingrained, our Yeah, we're ingrained to trust but, the okay, Tesco's. But this is the same just, thing. We need know. to hold ourselves accountable. We're opening a business. I'm going to open a business now. I'm going to open a jerk joint, innit? Mm. I'm going to open, you know, a jollof shack. Mm. I'm going <laughs> to open something, innit? And then people come to my business and say, yo, Tim, mm. I heard you make the best jollof. Hook mm. it up, innit? And I'm like, yo, 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 yo. It's, it's not even one of those ones it's today, innit? I'm chilling today, innit? Yeah. That's not business. You know what I mean? Mm. We're, we're giving off bad vibes and we know we've experienced it. Let's not be, yeah. let's be funky with it. Yeah. We've experienced it. Yeah. So we need to do better ourselves. The same way we're saying, look, do not treat us like we're less than equal. Aren't right, cool. Let's hold ourselves up in a manner where we know we can, you know, live up to that. It's just like, yeah, all of our business are operating functionally. Mm. Imagine you went to Tesco's now and said, yo, where's your halal meat, bruv? Mm. And the man says, bruv, I'm not even working today, innit? Like, <laughs> I'm not on it today. Yeah. You'll be like, what? Are you, are you, are you on crack? Yeah. 
I don't care. I'll just take the business to Morrison's, innit? Mm. Because Morrison's are popping off. Yeah. Same what they, they do. We go we go to the shop. We just go, yo, um, ma'am, can I get, I want a jerk patty. I mm. want some, you know, I want some jollof. Me not have that. Me not have that. Can I get some soup then? Me not have that. Can I get this? Me not, I said, no, fuck this. You straight onto Uber Eats. Yeah, I want a Chinese. I'm off. I'm done. Yeah, definitely. So the focus should be like on quality. But I don't even think... I don't even think like okay, wh- what do you guys feel about you know the way they say oh support black businesses? I, I support quality th- business. What do, you, what do you think? I support business that either one I c- like I, I, I support what I want at the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if I'm hungry and I'm feeling like Chinese, I'm gonna go and buy Chinese. Mm. I'm not gonna go and just eat like jollof rice and a goosey just because I'm supporting a black business. Mm. I, I'm not on it. Like do you know what I mean? I want what I want, and and at the end of the day, like I do support businesses that are owned by black people but that's because I require I, I require or like I desire that particular product at the time mm. I'm not going to force myself just because do you know what I mean and that's what comes down again to like what black leadership you can swap one oppressor for another you can, exactly he just end up looking like you but he's oppressing you exactly. as Americans are, are now real, realising with Obama do you know what I mean like yeah he was a great leader in the sense that he looked like us and he made us feel good but when you really look at it, he he said more bombs than anyone else had pre- previously to him. He done less for the black community than you know what I mean than the rest of them. It's all the same. Mm. You know what I mean? They just dress differently. It's all the, it's, it's all it's all the same setup. So at the end of the day, I'm not just gonna go to a black business just because they're black. I'm gonna go there because I want either I want the product or I know that it's yeah. it's a good service. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll try proactively support them, but it's very much again if if. If they don't have what I want, I'm yeah. not gonna feel no way. In, in terms of supporting the community, I'm supporting other ways. Like, yeah, I got a platform now. If I see one of my guys that's got a business and he's doing well and he's black, yo, I'll, I'm eager to get him on mm-hmm. because I, I want to expose him to it or whatever. And like, I'm eager to get in touch. Like recently, one of my boys, um, TJ, he's um, he, he's TJ Atkinson. He's been on the podcast before, so he he put up some funds together. Mm-hmm. Like he raised money from other entrepreneurs and stuff, and um, he was donating to um, small businesses mm-hmm. or startups. And he gave uh, he was giving like thousand pounds to different ones, and he gave these two young girls. Like, because it was part of the whole Black Lives Matter movement and he's incentive. So he gave these two young black girls who had um, a home, um, I don't know, some face mask company. They're like eight and nine years old, really like cute little girls. And he gave them a thousand pounds. And I was so happy. Like, yo, I'm seeing my own doing something great during these times as well. So I contacted them straight away. I was like, yo, if they want, whenever they want to come on the podcast, I think their sister controls their social media. I was like, yo, whenever they want to come on the podcast and get their business out there, I'm more than happy to promote them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I did that because... They looked like me, and I felt like I was contributing and helping my little sisters mm. or my little siblings or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that way, I'll do my part. But in terms of forcing myself to buy certain products just because, that's that's yeah. not gonna happen. Why mm. don't I feel like that then? What to help me? No, 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 no. I'm not saying help my own or whatever, but mm. I won't care like what color they are. If I see like if I see like a little white girl, and I feel like this girl, she's, yeah. she's putting the effort in. But, but whatever, it's because it's different experience. Like, the experience is completely different. What you got to understand is, so, like, one thing that I had to come to terms with is that even though, like, my personal lived experience has been good in life because... In comparison, yeah. yeah in comparison, what you got to understand is that the experience of black people, people in yeah. general mm-hmm. is way different. Exactly. Okay. Way different. Do you know what I mean? With Asians in particular, you guys have managed to build, like, a, a, a economy. Like, your money circulates within your community. You guys have businesses beyond... Believe you can go to whole strips where yeah. the whole road is full of Asian shops. Do you see what I mean? Like you guys got you guys got family that had businesses before you. You guys are like second generation of business owners. We're first. 
if it, do you know what I mean? If I don't build, then there's nothing for, for me to pass on to my kids. But a lot of that's assumption as well, I mean? man. Not everyone's a no. But it's, it's clear to see. Like, we we know that economically. Like, you I know, guys are I know. But then us. again, yeah. it's like everyone assumes that uh, Asian, not every Asian, obviously, every Asian yeah. boy will mm. will call because someone in our family yeah. has got a business or whatever, yeah. whatever. But I think what, they, what the me. important point is is the whole in it. It's, it's, it's not the, it's not um, cherry picking any particular mm. person. It's the whole. Oh, you just like, say yeah, that. So, yeah, when, you, when you're looking at the whole, it's like the experience of black people. It's like we don't have that where Asian mm. people have established, you know, an economy for themselves. They mm. have established, you know, uh, processes and networks for themselves. So mm. you have the option. No, but, do you know what I mean? No, but what? Okay, what is stopping the black community for having a road of themselves? Like but there you go. So why are we gonna go give them reparations? But like on the that on the seri- this is actually me asking so, the question. No, why is, don't you have a green street? Exactly. Or do you? So have a green why street? are we gonna go give them reparations? We need that before we give them. Reparations. You have to. No, but okay. No, I'm just saying. Mm. Walk me this, through this. this I'm this, saying like. So I'm saying got, why don't you? Okay, we have a green street. Yeah, I don't know how it came about. Yeah. Mm. Okay, maybe the migration, whatever, mm. whatever. Then it slowly thought. You know what? Okay, cool. Why don't black people have that? Why? I'm asking you. Right, so again, so look, look, it's such a complex thing and so many things come into play with it. But a, a big part of it is obviously our history, you know, and recent history, the last couple of hundred years and what's happened between black people and how they feel about themselves, how they see themselves and how we've had to but, um, navigate life. No, but Tim, facing, Tim no, wait, one sec. Mm-hmm. Quick thing. Business is business. When you know there's a demand, you supply that demand and you make money and that's... And that's basic business. Okay. So what? So you're saying so, now there's not a demand for African products, or there's not demand for thingy. Like, why can't that be okay, consolidated? Okay, but the, pro- the problem is you're not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. It's how they feel about themselves. Isn't oh, it? so they feel they're not mm. on it. Like. No, so it's how they feel about themselves. One, most... they feel that, one, they feel that um, they, they may not be capable enough. Mm. Others, it's like no, you um, you need to go through education and go get a job as this. Mm. You need to go get a job that you're gonna keep for life. Go be a banker. Go be a surgeon. Go mm. be a doctor. So on and so forth. Yeah, to so go into business for yourself. No, 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 it's too risky. Mm. We okay. need to be risk averse, mm. you know, okay. because we need to secure the next generation. Okay. We've kind but, of just learned how to survive. Okay, and security, basically. Yeah, and the thing is as well, like, that's what I always preach to people. I'm like, look, we need to learn the game of, um, the game of capitalism because if, if you understand capitalism, that's how you gain power. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you go look at all the other communities that are playing the game really well, the Jewish, the Asians, whatever. Like, it's, it, they learn the capitalist game. And I genuinely believe, yeah, as much as it might sound radical to some, that I think c- capitalism, it, 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 it helps fight the, the victimhood of, of slavery and oppression mm. because everyone respects money. And if your community has money, then they'll respect you. Yeah. If your community doesn't have money, money, yo, we don't respect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? They exactly. don't care about you. And then what you've got to understand is what, what Tim is saying is that our experience is, our experience is different in the sense that when I go out into the world, yeah, people are looking at me as a representative of my community. Okay. So the, my opportunities are based on how my community is perceived. Mm-hmm. So if I go into a law firm with you um, for an interview or with a Tom, a white dude Tom, and we get an interview, he, he, the, 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 that small little element you know what i mean it plays a part so tom's getting it basically it plays a part i don't, I don't believe it plays the full part and i don't think racism is the answer for everything no, but, but i do know that no, it plays a minute part you, you and, and that that's effective in you developing one thing i and i've and i've told you this before something that i heard on your podcast before mm. is what your sister said and what you mm. said and and it sticks with me and it's something i would say to my to my children it's like mm. you said 
be the best. Yeah, it makes it undeniable. And, and bro, they can't deny you. They can't mm-hmm. deny you. Okay, yeah. I get it in certain stages to even get to that level, mm. but because it's really, really hard, not everyone can do it, but yeah. that sticks in my head. Yeah. So is it, are we doing the best? But that's the thing, that's why I think in, in our community best? in particular, we, we've got to like, we, we got we got talk about the solutions like even on a micro level yeah there's big systematic stuff but you can't you can't scream and shout at the system for change and expect the system to be like oh here you go mate take the change that you want because the system some some of the white people that you're even screaming at to kneel down they don't even understand the system so why are you begging people and shouting at them to kneel down for for your own self-gratification it doesn't even work because they don't even understand what's going on Mm. in 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 the bigger scope of things so i think we've got to start talking to ourselves in terms of the macro things something that we can change like how do we control our family like how, how do we have better family setups how do we how do we get involved actively in our children's education how do we make sure our children can read how do we make sure our children understand business how do we make sure our children understand money finances so these micro things these are the things that create genuine change because at the end of the day you can go out on the street uh, uh, screaming and shouting but then come home and your child can't even read and you don't even you haven't even checked their homework for for, exactly. for five years so what's it come back you to what, what we said right at the beginning this whole stuff accountability mm. we need to hold ourselves to account we can't be we can't be pointing the finger to mm. be saying you lot need to make the change for us, mm. or you can't be saying you, you can't give them the power. Saying, no, you need to be holding yourself to account as well. Yeah, I'm telling you, you need to hold yourself to account because you have power already. Mm. I'm, what I'm going to do on my side, I'm going to ensure, like Francis said, I'm sure my kids are educated. You know I'm I, sure I, they have an opportunity. I'm mm. not going to lie. I feel when with governments in general, I feel very demotivated. I don't feel that. Yeah, they, but I think people expect the government to. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I don't them. expect the government to do mm. nothing for me. That I'm, mm. I, I, that's a lock off for me. Anyway, I don't care about that. I'm saying, for me personally, I don't have faith in them. I of lost faith not. in them time ago. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. I've lost faith in them. So I'm like, I need to survive us myself exactly. and how to do mm. that. I think people need to have that a bit more mentality. Not exactly, but that's this is this is this is like um, the human nature. We are too lazy to think for ourselves. A lot of people, innit? We're too lazy to come up with the solutions. Exactly what Francis just said. We, we can we can point a finger. We say, oh, kneel down for us, innit? Feel our pain and all this type mm. of stuff. But where's the solution? What's the actual solution? Because like, all that all that's doing, like kneeling down, is putting a plaster mm. over. It's not dealing with the issue. Self self gratification. broken. But you just can put a pass over mm. it. It's broke. You need Would to go you... have an operation. You need to fix the issue itself. I was, I, was, I was saying this, like, say, for example, if you were part of that movement, would you would you kneel down? Yeah, because it's solid, um, solidarity. You know You're just mean? showing your part of that. Yeah, because representation, what you're seeing, visualisation is a, is a big part to play a role. I wouldn't even be out there on the street to kneel down in the first place. <laughs> no, but I've got my own personal reasons yeah. why and my, my personal it's different like I, I mean I, I support I, I, I love my people I'm very tribalistic and by nature by by kind everything and I want to do I'm going to do my part to ensure that my people are empowered and that's by one making sure that I'm in a good state number one I make sure that my family are educated and are in a good state I make sure I build a wholesome mm. household because that's that in that way I'm creating an effect that's that's making us better and bigger I'm creating I'm building a legacy for my family to mm-hmm. carry on I'm not going to put my family in a situation whereby they continue this endless cycle mm-hmm. but my issue with the movement and why I'm not out there personally yeah is because there's there's lack of leadership and clear concise direction so to me I'm just going out there either for my own self-gratification or I'm going there for social approval 
or whatever it is. And I, I can't do it. It's, it's burning me because I believe in the movement. I believe in a, a lot of the things that's going on. But I can't do it when there's, no, when there's no clear guidance. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like there's a manifesto. And when I look into the manifesto of just the Black Lives Matters as a brand and a mm -hmm. business, I don't agree and like that either. So I get worried that my people are being misled because I don't know where the money's going. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or even where the money's coming from. Or even where the money's coming from. And once I don't know that, I'm, I'm worried. I'm hearing that it's going towards charities and organisations that help the community. But loads of people have traced it. I haven't traced it myself, so I don't know if this is 100% fact. But majority of people that have traced it realises that it goes back into political parties, which is one directional... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, find, I, find that, I find that unnerving. Do you know what I mean? And mm. in that sense... I can't then go out there and support something which eventually might not be exactly what I want personally. So, yeah. So this is so this is the exact thing. So when you ask me, you say, "Would I?" Mm. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go out. Yeah. Okay. For another reason. But again, exactly the same thing. I am supporting for my own way. I'm making. I don't say that active, you to, anyone mm. has to go out there to um, to show that you're doing something. I'm not but, saying but that. But that's that's the thing. I find a lot of people are doing it for self gratification. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, are, yeah, people are going but out there for social media um, pictures. Exactly. Yeah. But people having, having these type there. of conversations and actually making changes in the places where you feel mm. that you can make changes, like I was saying earlier, at work. Do you know, mm. I know I can make a change there for the people that will be working for an organisation like my own. Do you know? So I'll be doing it in that way, ensuring exactly like you said, mm. your household, your family, your legacy understand what it is that they need to do to mm -hmm. ensure their security, ensure their future, you know, and build us up as a community. Yeah. Um, and educate and passing that knowledge on to people exactly. in and around you, man. Exactly. exactly. But yeah, guys, man, it's, it's been a pleasure having you guys on Let's Do Humans podcast, man. Well, I was thinking, why did we go so deep, man? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it's I was coming here to chill, bro. It's, it's well, not fun. And then, yeah. No, yeah. no. Nah, nah, you know what? It's, it's essential conversation to have. And that's the reason why I do it, because... I wanna I wanna expose people to different ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I do it on purpose. It's like I go into it, people thinking that it's all chaotic and not make sense, but I draw I wanna draw people out because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's essential to get people thinking because I mean I grew up not thinking deeply about stuff mm -hmm. and not thinking why this, why that is happening. But now I'm trying to and I'm and I'm trying to put out the process of me learning out there mm -hmm. simultaneously. So then it's like people are learning with me as I'm, I'm going I'm along not, on my I'm journey. Not, I'm not gonna I mean? lie, just thinking here, there's two Two things I've, I've just thought of. One, I'm missing my kids now. <laughs> yeah, you've been talking too much about it. But, yeah, and the second thing is like, how do I improve our communities and how yeah. do we make them excel? Because sometimes them brothers they don't want to excel. Maybe that's a discussion for the next. Yeah, podcast, that's, that's the next one, bro. Right. Come with the solutions. Y you guys are here now, so it's a, it's a full I've blown been, team. I, bro. I've been trying since I was like, yay high, man. I yeah. chase, I chase, I chase, I chase, Boom. <laughs>